For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Go for beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Monday, yes it is. What's up, everybody? Welcome on in to Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis hanging out with you. Uh, what's up, everybody? What's up, uh, Fitness Rebel right. Bank? What's up, Mr. Taz? What's up, Mike? What's up, Eagles fan? What's up, Adam? What's up, SJ? What is up, James? What is up, Breezy? What's up, Emreus? What's up, Jeremy? Spanish Philly. Hope all you guys are doing well out there. If I missed anybody, they're going fast and furious, and I do apologize. Fellas, how was our weekend, guys? The weekends are great. I just want to emphasize one thing, that we have just entered the, unequivocally, the greatest month of the year. May yep. is the greatest month of the year. Absolutely. I just want everybody to Weather... There's some Snowboard? great people born in May, nope. number one. Barry right. Brooks' birthday. There's great people born birthday. in the month of May. And yep. D-Gun's birthday. Okay. Yep. All right. I got it. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I got you. I May flowers, you. baby. That's right. That's right. It is May 1st. Uh, it's going to be May. Yes. You like that? Wait, 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 where, just, what was that? Like, it's going to be May. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> in sync. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the world did that come from? Man? I don't know. It's terrible. Uh, what's up, Jason? What's up, Mint? Uh, what is up, Smoke Brett? MC Dre. It's a Dre day. What's up, Ryan? And yeah, we're doing it's good. A, we're doing good. It was day. an incredible draft. Yes. What? A lot, a lot of a lot of May birthdays. I'm seeing from the uh, from our friends in the chat section, uh, including Adam. I was um, outside. I was outside a little while ago with my 19 month old daughter on a swing. I was maybe out there 15 minutes. After I got off of another call and I came in, my eyes are watering. I'm, I was sneezing. It's a cool day outside. The pollen's already killing me, man. My allergies are killing me. It's crazy, man. I'm lucky. Uh, I don't have them. I'm, I'm very lucky in that sense. Geez. But I know a lot of people who suffer through it. I can, oh, I, my goodness. I got empathy for you, man. I do. There's no question about that. But a uh, lot, to, lot to, to dig into here, guys. we got the Eagles draft um, and everything that went with it, including a trade in which they landed uh, DeAndre Swift. So the, the Georgia Bulldog call continues. Uh, that's now five drafted and one traded for, um, not including undrafted free agents. Um, so they have a, a big-time weekend by, by almost every national – pundit analyst the eagles either had the best draft or like a top two or three i saw maybe five or six drafts along with the eagles 
that were considered in the A to A minus range. There were five or six. There were some teams out there that had some slam dunk drafts. I mean, I know we hone in <clears throat> on the Eagles and rightfully so, but there were some other teams out there. I, you know, you can't emphasize what Houston did enough. Um, and a few other teams out there that I'm sure we'll take a look at later in the show, but some teams out there, man, they hit the home run this draft. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to get into that. Who did well, who didn't do well. We're going to look at the entire NFC East uh, and see what the, how they did, uh, you know, in total. Uh, some good draft stories, you know, who, who did poorly, you know, the, the whole thing, we will get into all of that for sure. And like, I don't know how, if you're an Eagles fan that you're not ecstatic, <clears throat> honestly, I, I, I mean, yeah. I, how? I mean, it is the perfect combination of value and need. I mean, they drilled it, you know, with, I mean, we can run through the whole thing, but with, with Carter and then with Nolan Smith and Ringo and Brown and Steen and on and on and on. I mean, it is just, you know, Howie, Howie doing his thing once again. And I, I if you're an Eagles fan, you've got to be thrilled at what's going on here. At this point, I'm telling you, man, somebody, you know, somebody, somebody just, just favored us so much, man, by, by allowing us to pick up Jalen Carter is amazing. I don't see how we did it. I don't see how he dropped to number nine. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't, I don't understand. Well, you, you know why it happened? Because Detroit threw us all for a loop when they jumped up and took the running back at eight. I mean, we knew there were there was going to be some wild factors in this draft. We talked about that. I did not think Detroit would take that running back at number eight. I mean, I mean, as high as they did at twelve. Yeah, I'm sorry, twelve. I'm yeah. sorry, but yeah. you look at the way at the eight, draft. We're talking uh, Falcons at eight. For, Falcons. I'm sorry, Falcons. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I didn't think Bijan. Bear said he thought Bijan was going in the top ten. He was consistent with that. I, I thought he's going to Atlanta. He said Atlanta. He he actually got it specific. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I was just I, shocked yeah. they took him. Me, they took me too, him. man. Me, I'm I'm shocked at what a lot of teams did. I like. I I just can't understand. I mean, I know that you know Arizona need offensive line help, but I also know when you have the best player in the draft sitting right there, yeah. why would you not take him? Um. I was also firm and, 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 and bullheaded about uh, the kid from North North um, Northwestern yeah. being the third best offensive lineman. Yeah. It played yeah. out that way also. <clears throat> um, what really shocked me is Gibbs getting picked up in the in, in the top twelve. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, well, that set set in motion the Eagles getting DeAndre Swift. Right. I mean, it's incredible. It's a we. It, you know, they pick him. <clears throat> Sign David Montgomery, and then they pick him. I mean, it was obvious that, that Swift was going to be gone. And the beauty is, how he reads that perfectly and gives up almost nothing to get him. You know, and, and here we go exactly. again. <clears throat> exactly. Is if Swift walks after this year, he's in the last year of his deal. Yep. You know, you get a fourth rounder in compensation for it. Yeah. Yeah. How's that possible? <laughs> how's that, How's that possible? It's unbelievable, man. It, it is un- unbelievable what this guy's doing. But. It, it, it when it, when the deal went down and I was made privy to the deal like in about 20 minutes before it was announced um the first thing I'm thinking is so wait a minute you go out you you let Miles Sanders go and you go out I understand he was cheaper but you go out and get the same type of back in DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. it, it I'm like 
why don't you keep Miles? Because when you look at what he got from Carolina, it was a nice contract, but it wasn't an overbearing contract, especially with the way you structured Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts' contract. You could have easily kept Miles in the system. Miles in the system. So it's like, why would you go out? So now you have two potentially good backs, but both in Penny and Swift have a history, extended history of injuries. Yeah, And I understand – you know, now Gainwell's number three on the pecking order. It, it, I, it, it's great to look at on paper. It's like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna f- figure all this out? Because you know what happens, you have a surplus of talent. All of a sudden, you start to overthink, and that's where you make mistakes. That's where you're utilizing timeouts when you shouldn't have to use timeouts because you, you overthink it. Who do you want down the distance, so on and so forth? Happens all the time. It's well, a great I, problem to have. Yeah, I, I don't think they love Sanders. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing right there. Right. For uh, they just didn't like him as and, much. Yeah. And, uh, and I was, think they're just going to ride a hot hand. Who's hot? That a carryover? You think that was a carryover because he's from um, Philly? No. Um, oh, Georgia? No, no. I'm talking about uh, Miles. Them not liking Miles because oh. he's a carryover from Doug. Oh. No, that was well, Doug's guy. Well, I don't know. Could very I, well I be know. the case. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it, where the basis of it is but I, I just think that they don't they certainly weren't going to pay him what carolina paid him right right yeah, that's right. for sure um and you, basically all these guys that you got are making a, the akin to what he would make total well mm. you look at you look at you look at um the way they run offense too it just didn't make sense to get somebody that high in the draft on the team that that maybe throws at the very like 10 10 runs in the first half it's like they've, you know, that's that, that that would probably be a record for them. They never ran the ball more than four or five times right. to the running back in the first half. They're a passing team in the first half. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing, you know. Um, <clears throat> second of all, you see the value in Swift because you've seen Swift do it before. It's not like he has it, the, the, the game won't be too big for him. You bring in a rookie, you don't know how he's going to react in those big games. Yep. You got a proven commodity. To a guy that um, at that at this point, you know, you don't know how he's going to work in the NFL. I've seen a lot of backs come in from the NFL and 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 did horribly, horribly when it came to you know test yeah, yeah. when he get tested. I don't I don't doubt the fact that you know that you know he's going to be Bijan will be good. Bijan's going to be a great back. In fact, everybody's like, all right, he's going to win Rookie of the Year. He he just might do that, but I mean. I like the fact we got Swift, a proven commodity. Yep. And, I mean, to come out of this draft with four guys yep. from Georgia, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Crazy. Really how, about, is. How, about your, how about your first three picks are all from the SEC this year? Yeah, exactly. Think about that. The two number one teams in the SEC. And that's well, number one, number two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, It's look, it, it, and that's the direction they've started. You saw it. I mean, you saw it. With, with Devontae Smith, you saw it with Landon Dickerson. You you just saw it last year with the Georgia guys that they started to go that, you know, the best conference in, in, in college football, flat yeah. out, and they're dipping into it. No I question. just like – just to put a bow on Swift, I love that he's in the last year of his deal. He's making $1.7 He's going to be highly motivated to come in here. And the knock on him and Penny are staying healthy, but if you're not giving them 15, mm-hmm. 20 carries a game, maybe you can, you know, keep them upright a little bit more. We'll you know, see. BJ's got, BJ's got his work to, um his, his his work that cut out for him managing 
four really good backs. Brian Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian, Brian Johnson. Yeah, but mm-hmm. This is so, these four really good backs that they have to divvy up the carries with. That's that's going to be tough. That's going to be really tough, man. How do you divvy up that, carries and get them on the field? That's why I said that's a nice problem to have, but you've seen this happen too many times in situations, especially crucial point. Andy Reid was notorious for this. You know, burning a timeout when you think, what are you doing? You need this timeout for later because they're overthinking down-distance personnel. It happens all the time across yeah, the league. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're now right. you've got and a surplus of backs. Yep. You got it. You see what I'm saying? So I hope they don't get – I hope Sirianni doesn't get caught up into that because, you know, who would have thought they'd have brought Swift in? But then again, after what he did last year, the Washington would be shocked with anything how he does. When the trade went down, the one thing I started reading from – uh, writers in Detroit was uh, this about Swift. Exceptional talent, home run hitter. Lions grew frustrated because he would outrun his blockers. Instead of letting his blockers set up, he would outrun his blockers. Has the ability to be a home run hitter in both the passing game and the receiving game, but the Lions front office grew, grew frustrated with him not being more of a patient runner. And I'm like, you know, okay. he used to do that though. Miles used to do that. Miles, the same thing. And yep. you know what, what really made him stop doing that? Is uh, when he saw um when he saw the way what's the kid Howard watching oh, Howard, Howard. Yeah. And the patient that he had going to the hole. Miles adopted that running style. And once he started doing that, he became a good, really good run runner between the tackles because of that. Howard was that type of back, and he took a little bit of from Howard's playbook, and it really made him a, a better player because yeah. of it. Having that patience, hitting the hole. It's not, and it's not a patience as in he's he's going slow, but a patience as far as letting his blocks develop in front of him, seeing things happen and cutting off those blocks. I've seen a lot of backs that are just so fast that they get to the hole before the hole's even there, and then it looks like it's you know it's just it's, it's, it's a terrible play. Yeah, but all he had to do is wait a wait a second. Be patient. Set up the block for the offensive linemen. Let them do the work for you. Then explode through the hole. You know, and and it might be this too. Was it Mister Mister Rudy Pooh? Yeah. Right. Miles. Miles. Um. He barely played under Doug. You're right. I don't think either one of the coach I mean, coaching staff liked him. So. Yeah. I, look, I I think you have Penny in on a one year deal. You have yep. uh, Swift on a one year deal. I, I mean, I think this sets up great actually, and, and both yep. guys are versatile. Uh, yep. So I'm. I like it. I it's great. You gave nothing up to get the guy too, and you're you're going to be a really motivated dude coming in here. So this Eagles offense right now is nice. It, it <laughs> yeah, is bro. Nice. Yes. Offensive line. You may have drafted your right guard solution, uh, the kid from Alabama. Yeah, Steen. Uh, it's all you needed was to plug plug somebody in that right side. You got the same receivers back. Now your backfield's deeper uh, and more versatile than ever. You know, we've talked about how when Penny's healthy, Penny is lethal. You look at you look at Swift over his career; he's averaged four point six yards a carry. You know, and he's a home run hitter, no question about that. Uh, if you man, if this 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 now and with Gamewell coming back, and if he continues to play, he wait to play the latter part of this past season. Oh my goodness! Woo! Yeah, it's going to be unbelievable. So wow. we, look, we, we're gonna. We're going to dig in heavy to the first round to, you know, the usage of, of Carter and Smith and some of the concerns. Right, Third right. round, Steen uh, projected as a guard. Sidney Brown, who will become the fan favorite. And what a story he is. Kaylee oh, yeah. Ringo last oh, to the fourth round. Crazy, crazy how long that, that he lasted. 
Uh, some concerns with him, but also the positives. The guy's six two and runs a four three six. Uh, we'll dig in all that kind of stuff. Um, the other big story tonight is Joel Embiid and his status for Game One against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference semifinals. He's listed as doubtful. It didn't sound real encouraging from Doc Rivers yesterday, but he's taking part in shoot around for whatever that's worth. That's not high intensity. It's basically shooting jump shots, but. Could he go? Skip Bayless reporting that he's got a slight tear in the knee. Oh. Yep. Now how, would, how would Bayless know that? Claims he, he talked to someone on the inside in the Sixers organization. Really? Take it for let what me, it's worth. Well, That's just what he, what he put. He put it out there on national TV today and said that, that he has wow. a slight tear. Yes. Wow. That's so. That's, that's, that's big. That's, that's something you just can't just. Let that slide, man. I I need to know more about this. You know, you just can't put that out there if it's not true. Yeah. No, I, listen, I hear you. And and look, I haven't seen any anything refuting it uh, thus far from the Sixers camp. So uh, it could be a cortisone shot. Could be a PRP injection and seeing what the pain tolerance is, if he can go. Some think this may be a smoke screen that he might play tonight. Uh, What's PRP? Uh, Jake Friel, uh, just asking. PRP PRP is is basically an injection you get to stimulate healing. Okay, Uh, it's like a blood, you know, uh, red blood cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Okay, yeah. So you know, look, I I just think that there's a lot of lot of things going on here. the 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 problem is it's it's called a platelet rich plasma injection. Uh, They use Mm. the patient's platelets to accelerate the healing of the damaged joint, ligament, tendon, or muscle. Plasma contains proteins that help your body clot as well as support uh, cell growth. Mm. There you go. Um, so, uh, you know, I just feel like here we are again. Here we are again. I mean, w- with Joel, and it's just so frustrating. And I don't, I'm not saying he's soft. It's just frustrating. It's just well, frustrating. I mean, I, I've been saying, man, I, I'd rather have a healthy Embiid than an MVP Embiid um, going into the playoffs, man. I, Healthy man, health is, is the biggest factor. Now here we are. They we didn't think about his health. Now we're going into the second round against you know against the Boston team that you know it didn't really matter where we ended up. You know what I'm saying? Yep. We still drew the wrong straw because we're going against them in the second round. So I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather him sat down and not been a part of of, of getting hurt than the goal we're going through right now. Wait, wait, Rob, why why are you frustrated? Because you should have mentally, as I did, mentally prepared yourself <laughs> for this. We've been talking about Embiid since March and what we expected. Lo yeah. and behold, here we are, and sure enough, it happened. I'm beyond frustration. I'm just sitting there like, this is me right now. When I find out about, number one, Embiid's hurt again. We saw him clutch his leg. Number two, he allegedly is going to wear the brace. And number three, the story comes out about a potential tear. Here's where I'm looking at it like this, Rob. You just knew it was going to happen. Here's why I'm – well, we all knew it was going to – I mean, we all knew that this was a possibility. Right. We talked about it all. Everything was get to the finish line. Can you get to the finish line? But that doesn't change the frustration that here we go again. I mean, look, this was going to be hard to beat the Celtics anyway. It was going to be really difficult. The Celtics have their number. They defend them well. They have a hard time with the Celtics. But he misses – you know, 
the only well, chi- I mean, chance you have tonight is that the Celtics take them lightly. And I just don't see that happening in game. I don't see that happening one split, bit. Man. I really think they're going to split. At Maybe. They're going to split. They're going to split with, um, with, with, with the Celtics. Come back home. They're going to split again. And then we'll get into the, the, uh, the really – this will be the championship series right here, really, in all actuality. This is the championship series. Because whoever leaves this, the second round, is going to win it all. Uh, uh, like uh, He's going to win it all. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is the championship series right here. I am Whoever not counting out Miami the way they're playing right now. I am not yeah. counting out Miami. The only I'd worry about is, is Butler's ankle. That was nasty. That's, that's true. That's true. Bro, but, Butler's. I, I'll tell you what's crazy. Butler's they, out of Kyle mind, Lowry is resurrected now. Yeah. He was he was a dead yeah. man walking all year. Where, where Kevin Love from? is dropping dimes on outlet <laughs> right. passes like he's freaking Patrick Mahomes. Right. Did you see those passes yesterday? Like, I know he's a great. He's a great outlet passer. He always has been. But he looks like he's 25 again. Bro, Dude, it, what is Miami drinking down there, man? I don't know. Bro, They're I'm down gonna... two key players. They're down hero. Oladipo's gone. And yet they're still balling, flat out balling. Key shots, defensive stops. I, I, You know, it's still a long series to go, but I expected the Knicks to take that first game, to be honest with you. I did too. I did too. Yeah. I'm shocked Miami's up 1-0 right Especially when they got up. You know, they were up, and it just looked like they were going to pull away from them, and Miami went on a run. It was it was amazing. It really it was. was, man. They, they're playing great. So, we'll, we'll talk about the Sixers. Steph drops a 50-piece yesterday in a game seven on the road uh, to eliminate the Kings. Now the Warriors advance to take on the Lakers. That's going to be a fun one because both teams are sort of rejuvenated here. And, and how about the, the Warriors couldn't win on the, on the road all year? They won two games on the road, including a defining game, uh, game seven. Crazy. Didn't it look like it looked like they were playing um in the rec center or something, man. It did. I mean, it was crazy. Like I, I thought they were at LA Fitness. You know, the way they he's were just playing. dribbling through guys and right, it, yeah, it was unbelievable. Just tossing it up, you know what I'm saying? A little short. I'm like, what is this dude? It bruh. I cannot believe he's as tall as he is, man. And and um my son in law was saying that he um he said that he gained what like 20, 20 pounds of muscle. This last what? off season, he's moving people around. You see the way he's, he's actually forcing the issue and moving people around. He's not just getting knocked down like he used to. Seth Curry is becoming a stronger player this year than he has been previous yeah. years. Yeah, and he's uh, he's on, and he's like 35, 36, man. He's not slowing down you one bit. It's him, crazy. You, know, you can't tell him that, man. Kayvon Looney just grabbing offensive rebounds left and right. It, it was incredible. Here's, here, here's what's scary. That Golden State team you saw yesterday, is the Golden State team I've been waiting to see the entire playoffs is the Golden State team that won the championship last year. They went out and not only won one, but won two road games Yeah, in a very difficult place to win. All of a sudden, it's clicking again for this. But you're right. So Steph Curry's like 35 now. Can you believe that? What is he, 35? Yeah. 35 years old playing like he's 25. Absolutely. Dude, you can't stop him on the dribble. Yep. He's like the energizer of the bunny, in and out, in and I tell you, and I told you this, I think it was last week or the week before. I said, for young ball players, if you want to watch how you play the game, watch Steph Curry. Watch his form when he shoots. Watch how he is off the ball. He is nonstop motion. How does he not get tired? You think, well, how does he free himself up so much? Watch how he weaves in and out of not just his players, but the opposing team players with the defender on his hip trying to stay with them. And all of a sudden, they get caught up in, in, in the traffic. He's free. Boom. 
And yeah. I love this his signature move when he throws up that J and he starts running back down the floor. Yeah, no yeah. Lie, bro. Dude, that's that's insult on top of injury. He is unbelievable that. to watch. He and really is. And he practices those type of shots, man. How many times during the beginning of the game he's at half court shooting those um shooting those J's, man? Yep. Yep. You know, he practices that. You yeah, know, he so does. that's like it's kind of like with um with Odell when he started, you know. Doing those one-handed catches. Now everybody does the one-handed catches. Mm-hmm. He practiced that, so that's why it came so natural for him. Yeah. Uh, during games, because he practiced it. It's crazy, bro. I mean, Steph looked like he looked like he looked four years ago. Yeah, he does. He 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 he's hitting his stride at the right time for yeah, sure. Never uh, so uh, Phillies uh, take two out of three. They've won four straight series. The huge news here is Bryce Harper may play tomorrow. He may play as early as tomorrow. That's the good He's not a One, fan. 160 days removed from Tommy John surgery. 160 days. It's never been done before. Rob, he's a machine. He's a cyborg. He has to be, bro. <laughs> I'd like to know how many position players have had Tommy John surgery compared to pitchers. Now, we, we can sit here and say, if it was a pitcher, there's no way a pitcher would be thrown 160 days after surgery. That's that's a little different. But I, I don't know the numbers, or for that matter, I can't remember the last position player that's had Tommy John surgery, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, it's it's not even five and a half months, Derek. I, I, I know, I, don't, I know. I, I don't know how this is – I don't know. I know. It, it's ridiculous that he's back this quick. We, we were talking about the All-Star break. That's the end of July. It's May 1st. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, how is he saying, what is he eating, bro? Yeah. They said he's, he's a freak about his diet now. And he's, I, I don't know, but some people just heal a little bit differently. The guy came back from a broken face. He came back from, oh, yeah. you know, a, a broken, broken thumb hand. and it went to the playoff, but went yeah. to the world series. Didn't he have a broken hand or a broken Well, wrist? he had a tear in his, he had this tear in his elbow oh, yeah. and he was still oh, yeah. carrying them at the plate. He's, I don't know, man. Freak of um, nature, bro. Freak he, of nature. He's, different. he's a different cat. All right. Last thing. Uh, the Bruins, we don't talk a lot of hockey because the Flyers are irrelevant, but the Bruins get upset by the Panthers. This is a Bruins team that set the NHL mark with mm-hmm. 65 wins and 135 regular season points. No one's ever done that. They were up 3 1 in this series and collapsed and lost. They're, they're I- eliminated. I thought the Bruins were going to win this thing hands down this year, to be honest, which made me cringe because you guys know I don't want to see a Boston team. I don't even care if it's a peewee team. I don't want to see a Boston team win anything, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they blew this. So we've seen now two number one seeds in different sports shock the world and go down. The Bucks and the Bruins both go down in the first round unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. What, what Boston was doing this season, it was like they were a machine, dude. It, it was just – they were just playing with people winning games, and yeah. now they're on the outside looking in. You Great. blow a three to one lead. I know. To, to, to the Florida, we'd be in a meltdown, Derek. In this, in this city, oh, if that was goodness, yeah. the Flyers. If the Flyers were good or, or relevant or anybody cared. Oh but, my goodness! All right, let's uh, let's come back and let's talk draft. Let's dig into it hardcore. Let's go, Jalen Carter. Let's go, Nolan Smith. Let's go with with the with the national uh, reviews are. For Howie Roseman, there's a lot of ground to cover, and we will do all of that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. We're going to talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yes, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. We are thrilled that they are a part of the squad here at Jacob Sports and Sports Take. They are family-owned. Uh, they have been doing it and doing their thing since 1985. I've been going there since I was a kid. Alex and the crew 
are second to none. And food is fresh, made fresh daily. None of that's sitting under a heat lamp thing. They offer 20 different styles of pizza daily. They have slices to go. Picked up a slice the other day, man. Hit the spot. I like the upside down, but they have all different kinds of choices. In fact, you call up or you pop in there. You could do the, you name it, they will make it. Yeah, that's right. Specialized pizza your way. And they don't just do pizza. They do fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza is committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. In fact, in a week from today, the 7th, or the 8th, excuse me, the 8th and the 9th, uh, Bravo Pizza of Havertown will be raising money for Eagles Autism. That's right, Eagles Autism, including an appearance by Swoop. So you got to stop on out. The address is 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. That's 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. You can give them a call right now. Pick up a pie, pick up some great, great food. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. That's Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, got fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh.
G-L-E-S Eagles. All right. Liking it. Liking it. What's up, everybody? Welcome on back. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Derek. That is Barrett. I am Rob. We're hanging out with you. We're talking about the Eagles draft, the E-A-G-L-E-S draft, as you just heard. Um, I am Gunner today. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you're Gunner. Now, what does that mean exactly for people who aren't familiar? Um, it means that it could be multiple personalities. So Gunner's sort of undefined. Yes. We don't know exactly what you're yep. going to get. Okay. Yep. I like that. I like that. Um, so that's Gunner. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. All right. So let, let's hit it, guys, because uh, Thursday – was went down fast and furious as far as the the draft went and then we're going to roll into Friday and we're going to roll into Saturday as well and then we talked about the trade with DeAndre Swift but now having a little bit of time to to sort of digest here uh Jalen Carter and Nolan Nolan Smith um what really struck me about the really the whole draft but you saw it on, on in real clear color I thought in the first round the patience by Howie to let it play out, to let it get close where you don't have to give a lot up to get up there and jump in front of Seattle or jump in front of the Raiders or, or whatever the case may be. They waited to nine. They got in front of the Bears, which, and they didn't have to give a whole lot up to do that. So just to be in, to ensure that nobody got behind them, came up and, and leaped from behind. Um, and they end up locking in Jalen Carter. I mean, that's what stands out to me. There's inherent risk. We know that with the guy. But in terms of talent, most people will tell you he's the most talented player in the draft, even including the quarterbacks. Rob, think about how we sat there last Thursday night, and as the draft unfolded, we're thinking, he's going to slide. He's going to slide. There's no way he's going to slide down to 9 or 10. And lo and behold, the way that draft fell, he, he landed right. And kudos to the Eagles for making that move to leapfrog one space up to ensure that nobody else gets him. Mm-hmm. I still sit here today, can't believe that he slid down to the ninth pick in the draft, to be honest. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's considered an elite-level talent. And when, in a talk time and time again about how six teams in front of the Eagles all needed defensive help. And he's the kind of guy who can be the cornerstone of your defense for years to become far beyond a rookie contract. He could be that dude that you build a defense, just like the Eagles did with Fletcher Cox all these years. Mm-hmm. He could be the next Fletcher Cox and then some with more consistency. What blew me away was Seattle's pick and Arizona's pick. Yep. Well, even to be, even with, you know, even to go even before that, the Texans being so aggressive at two and three. Yeah. Really set the tone yeah. on how the draft was going to go. Them trading back in and getting a number three pick and picking up Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Plus, they have their quarterback in CJ Stroud, two cornerstones yep. for the organization. They allowed their coach the benefit of having two cornerstone individuals to start his team up. Will Anderson. Being that quarter stole to the defense side of the ball, CJ Stroud being the quarterback of the future. He is that guy. Any Indianapolis going in and, and not blinking an eye and getting Anthony Richardson. But then Seattle goes and gets Devin Witherspoon, a corner, instead of the best player in the draft. And I'm saying Jalen Carter was the best player in the draft. He's a unicorn pick. He's that good. He was no question the number one um player in this year's draft. Even better than Will Anderson. 
because he's the total package. The total package. For him to drop down to nine is crazy. I was good with the Eagles picking up Nolan Smith yeah. at number 10. Yeah. 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 And everybody say, oh, that would have been – it wouldn't have been a reach because he's that type of talent. Say what you want to say. You're going to see this kid jump. I mean, he's going to jump. Everybody's going – he's going to be on everybody's radar. Watch what I tell you. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised Seattle went cornerback because if you look at what they did, they re-signed Bobby Wagner. They added a few more pieces. They brought in Julian Love. And what did, they, what did I say last week? When this team was at Legion of Boom defense – as good as that front seven that. was, there you as go. good yeah, as right. good as that front seven was, the back end of that defense made that defense. When you're talking about what they had on the back end of that right. defense, and you kept helping, you know, you and I, Barry, we kept going back and forth. Is it Gonzalez? Is it Witherspoon? I kept saying, I like Witherspoon a little bit better because I think he's more physical and more great. He's this dude is fearless. Yeah, he's just fearless. And lo and behold, so they get Julian Love and Witherspoon to go in the back end of the defense. They have Bobby Wagner to anchor the middle. They were pretty satisfied with the, with the guys in the trenches. And but you're right, it's hard to it's hard to pass up a generational talent like a Jalen Carter. But this is the kind of move Seattle does. I'm not surprised they put more of an emphasis on the back end of their defense than they did the trenches, based on some of the offseason moves they had made already. And then they go out and draft another wide receiver. See, that's what Seattle does, man. I mean, Seattle's very meticulous in their approach to the draft every year. Right. That's what they do. They, they were, so, so to them, those are those are their their uh, cornerstone type of players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and look, the Eagles were also aided by the fact that a couple teams took Carter off the draft board. Yes. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Vegas took him off, and I knew Atlanta was going to go with a, go with Bijan, mm-hmm. but the Cardinals listening to their quarterback and saying, I love this kid, Paris Johnson. Get me Paris Johnson Jr. And they listened to him yeah. and went out and got Paris Johnson Jr. Yep. That's very strategic in making that guy happy, and you need to keep that guy happy because he could definitely go into the tank. I, I don't understand how Arizona – and I understand you paid him a lot of money, you bill him as a franchise of your quarterback, but when you take into consideration all the stuff that has come out about him um, – about he's difficult. We see him pout on the sideline. We've heard him basically throw teammates under the bus. They put a clause in his contract about study habits, and all of a sudden when it blew up to become a national story, they take it out of his contract just to appease him. But yet you give him carte blanche. I mean, I understand. Granted, they did need an offensive line. They've got to rebuild that offensive line. I think that was a decision already made more so by the organization than him. I don't know if they really have that kind of – even though you're paying him that kind of money – he has a lot of growing up to do. A quarterback has to earn that respect. You, just because of the money factor alone, he doesn't garner that respect. And I understand why they did it, you know, because he can be electric at times. He still makes mistakes. He can be electric at times. But when you consider the negativity surrounding his name, I don't know if they really give him that kind of carte, carte blanche in the organization. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I'm not sure they know what the hell they're doing. Um, you know and and jonathan gannon not meeting with the media after the draft like what is that my man is in big trouble big trouble couldn't happen to a nicer guy he is in big 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 well he's been messing up since he left man i mean how are you gonna go back and say you know that the philly fans didn't even want you there you you don't do that you love you're gone now so leave it alone 
He has the potential to be a disaster. That, yeah, that's feeling disaster. I see him being a train wreck. Yeah, I see him being a train wreck there, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, is, it does. It yeah, pew 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 pew, all that nonsense. <laughs> what are you doing? Dude? Um, all right. So, but but anyway, so Carter Carter gets down there now. Real quick, we we all know that the big thing here is was the the tragic car accident that two people lost their lives. Right, we know that. Right. The other the other thing that that has been mentioned is practice habits. Like uh, I heard Ross Tucker today, uh, and one of the things Ross said was what what he was uh, hearing. I, I can't remember if he quoted anybody or this is just what he was hearing. Loves playing the games. Will will give you everything he's got when it's game time. Whistle to whistle, you know, clock the buzzer to buzzer. Uh, practice is a different story. Mm. So the, these are some of the things. You know, there's other stuff floating around as well. But these are the things that he's going to have to grow out of uh, because, look, Barrett and Derek, you guys both know this. Yes, talent takes you a long way, but in that league, if you want to last, you've got to put good habits in there. Everybody's talented. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you talented. see the story that blew up after he was drafted about the coaches? It came from these uh, like national pundits about the fact that Barrett. I don't know if you heard this story, but story story started leaking about how the coaches didn't want to do anything to affect any of their players' draft status, so they said nothing. But once he was taken, all of a sudden these stories start coming out like wildfire about the fact that this coaching staff was not a fan of Jalen Carter because of his practice habit, because of uh, how he, he looked at himself as an individual instead of a team player. I mean, stuff was like, what? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, really? but see, that's almost kudos to the coaching staff for not getting away with this young man's career. Yes. If you, got, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at don't all. Don't say anything. Yeah. So they did that. But one thing about this Philadelphia Eagles culture yes, and being in that locker room, that's not happening. Nope. That's not happening. Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, it, yeah. it is. It's a big deal that you have Fletcher Cox, you have Brandon Graham on that side of the ball. On the Hell, other you side, got of the Jaylen, ball. you got you got a Jalen Hurts again right. his ear. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. On the other side, you got Jalen, you have Lane Johnson, you have Kelsey. There's AJ enough people. Brown. What? Yeah, yeah. You have enough people in what? place and an organization that does things a certain way. This isn't a fly by night Arizona Cardinals. No. There's no culture established. You're established, and you have to assimilate to what what is established. And I I think it'll work well for him. Look, I also think that having Nicobe Dean and and Jordan Davis already with boots on the ground to tell him, hey man, this is this is what goes on here. Like this is the way we do it. And blah, blah, Absolutely, blah. that I helps. Know. I don't know. But I just, I just got a, I just got a text from um from Dan Cilio. Yeah, he says Reggie made Jerome Brown a better practice player. There he you was go. Lazy at time also. Yeah, there you go. That's that's that locker room. I don't, I don't doubt that one bit. Running together, you know. Seth Joiner, I'm sure you, made made you, Jerome. You, you you think you think Fletcher Cox and all these guys are gonna let that? First of all, you think our boy Big Dom not gonna say yeah, something to him? Even, yeah, just Dom alone. Yeah. If he walked, if he walking when everybody else is running, I promise you, start with Big Dom. Why are you walking when everybody else is running? He, there's too many. There's too many very vocal players in that locker room that will not stand for that. Considering how close they came to hoisting that trophy, there's nobody bigger than the organization. And, and, and as 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 prominent as a, a Jason Kelsey, a Lane Johnson, a Brandon Graham, a Fletcher Cox, if they're out there busting the hump, you think they're gonna let a rookie get away with it? I don't know. Yep. Woo! Well man. said. Well said so i think you have a a per look ultimately it's up to the person but i think you have a great structure in place 
and that and a culture in place that will allow him to grow. And I think yep. he will. I do. Yep. I I don't think they would have drafted him if they really thought that this was, you know, red flag city. So you get great value for whatever reason. You end up getting great value. Then Nolan Smith. Most people had him in the like teens. Right. Right. You know, uh, high teens. You know, you know, 13, 14. He ends up lasting to thirty, and you get. You have a guy now who you know how to use because of how you're using Hassan Reddick. It, it, it's not like there's going to be a big acclimation part for that. You, you know, you're exactly. going to be able to just put him right into that, plug him into that same role. We know how to use him now. And that's that's why that was my biggest thing with going out and getting Nolan Smith. Everybody's like, well, we don't know if he can do it. He's small. You already know what you can do because you have somebody out there that you can duplicate the same game plan for for this kid. And we're talking about a guy that they have the same measurables. In fact, Nolan is is a probably an inch short, I mean, uh, taller, inch or maybe a half inch to an inch taller than Hassan Reddick. Right. Hassan ran a four five at the combine. Yep. This kid ran a four three. Yeah. Yeah. The measurables are better actually for Nolan. Yeah. Now, what you can't account for is heart and ticker and all that. Yeah. We know Hassan Reddick is. But he has that also. to the wall. No, and yeah. I'm not saying Nolan doesn't. I'm just saying, you're right, Barrett. I mean, there. This is a dude, and also his numbers would have been way better last year. He got hurt. He tore his pec. Yep. He didn't and, get and a chance that, to finish the year. And that's you know, it right there, Rob. That's why he has a chip on his shoulder. He has a chip on his shoulder because all the production he's had, he, he played as a freshman at Georgia. Yep. Played as a freshman yep. at Georgia. That's right. And on that defense. On that defense. And he's like, all right, everybody forgot. So there's 29 other teams. No, no, 28 other teams that just totally just just whiffed, didn't give me my just due, passed over me instead of drafting me. I'm taking that personal. Mm. And that's what he said, I'm taking it personal. So I'm going to destroy everybody I go against now. Bro, you got that type of mentality, man. The sky's the limit. And then you have comfortable because you have guys around you that you know you played with, you 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 blood, sweat, and tears with. I mean, that's, I mean, that's huge. Mm-hmm. There's a familiarity in that locker room. You know what I'm saying? So he'll yeah. assimilate into that culture easily. Yeah. Both him and Card will assimilate easily because they have people around him to kick him in the ass every time he well, thinks he's I, I, One he of is. the things I love too, Bear, when Nolan Smith was answering questions this weekend, he's like, you know, I forget who he was referencing, maybe N'Kobe Dean, or it might have been, it might have been uh Jalen Carter. But he said at one point, he's like, All I need to do is give one of these guys a look, and they know what it means, what I'm gonna do. Because oh, yeah, he was because talking about Jalen years, Carter. Yeah, that we played together. Yeah, yeah, like that stuff, man. That's invaluable. Like Bro. you're gonna have these guys no second nature to know what they do well, what they don't do well, because these dudes not only played games together, they practiced together for a couple of years in some Rob. cases, and other guys three years. Exactly, Rob. And when I tell you that look, that symbiotic relationship that you have with the guy next to you, that's just like mm-hmm. when I played, like anywhere I played, and I'm starting, and I got the guy next to me, whether I'm at guard or at tackle. If we sit there, we watch film with this guy before, we we play it against each other. And also we see some. All I gotta do is just look at him, like, and we ain't even gotta call it out. That's right. We know the stun is coming. Mm-hmm. We know we got a blitz coming. We know it, 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 and having that relationship, having things form in front of you, played with the guy and, and it happened in front of you. And now you know is when it's happening again, you can look to your guy like, hey, they, they tried it again. And then you you mean know, you it's just that's man, that's a great way to play because now. You're 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 not you're not reading it. You're just reacting to it. Mm-hmm. You're just it's, it's it's just you know 
all right, I know what my man is going to do. That's why I, I like to sit down and talk to Seth. Like me and Seth talk about times where I'm like, hey, man, I know this MEB blitz is coming. So I'm telling my tackle, hey, hey, punch him, punch him and get off. Don't even worry about it. Just punch him and get off. I'll be right there. And Seth used to tell me about Jerome. Every time he, he's sitting back there and he's on Jerome's side, he'd be like, uh, you know, uh, he said Jerome would just yell back, hey, hey, Seth, hey, Seth, I'm gone. I'm gone. He said, what you mean you gone? I'm gone. You got me. I'm gone. And he know what that meant to him was, all right, I know I better get down here and cover both of these gaps because he's leaving. He sees something, and he's going to jump this gap. If he's wrong, I got to cover these two gaps. If he's right, though, I ain't got to worry about it. He's going to make the play. And he said nine times out of ten he was right. But sometimes he would be wrong on the, and jump in that gap. Right. Here I got two, a fullback and a, and, a, and a guard barreling down on me, you know. But just having that relationship, knowing, you know, you can call back, hey, 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 MEB, MEB, MEB. And then you go out there and you run the play and you execute it. And the coach is like, what is this? So I told him I was going. I told him I was going. And I went. So, all right, just as long as you have somebody to back you up. You know, that's, that relationship, man, that happens all the time right. on the field. All the time on the field. I can remember sitting in the meeting room and be like, oh, here we go. Here we go. It said, uh, <laughs> he told me he was going and he went and he left. And here I got two people trying to block two people. You know, sometimes that happens, you know, but just having that relationship and that comfortability, man, is, is, is big, especially when you're a rookie coming in. It's huge. Dude, the speed that they now have on that front seven at their disposal is sick. Oh, my goodness. Oh. The speed that they have. And here's the thing I love most about Nolan Smith. All the attributes you can talk about, his quick get-off on the snap, his ability to bend and get around bigger tackles, he can drop back and cover. We didn't have a linebacker that could drop back and cover. We got a linebacker that can drop back and cover now. You know, the dude runs a four three nine as a linebacker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now they say, Oh, he's a little light. You know, I'm, I'm reading these these comments from pundits. You know, he's he needs to uh, you realize you got middle linebackers in the NFL at 230 now, 225 playing in the middle. If they want to use him in the middle or the outside, he has a fit dude is two thirty-eight. What do you mean he's too little? Well, the, the other thing is he's he's good in the run. Like if, if you read the scouting oh, reports on him, he holds his own and then some in the run game. Um, so yeah, Derek, you're right. I mean, look at the interior. Now you're going to have a rotation uh, in any particular order of Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, yep. Jalen Carter, Milton Williams. And then you go to the edges. You're going to have a son, Reddick, Brandon Graham, Josh sweat, Nolan Smith, just to name a few. Oh, yeah. I'm not even naming everybody, but that's, that's what you have now on the edge and what you have on the interior. This defensive line, and I know they lost Hargrave, and I'm not taking anything away from Hargrave, but it's is still nasty, which could cover up for the fact that maybe your safety spots we're not sure about right now. Yeah, but if you're getting yeah. after the quarterback, and I'm not promising 70 something sacks, but they're gonna they're gonna be right there in the top two or three in sacks. Well, not Again, only that, mm, they're, they're gonna make it awfully difficult for a quarterback to stand back in that pocket and pat the ball waiting for one of his deep threats to go deep, whether it's a deep post or a deep fly. He ain't going to have that extra time to stand back there with all this speed coming at him. Somebody's going to be free sooner or later. It's going to force a lot of quarterbacks to make decisions a lot sooner than they want to, which plays right into what the Eagles want to do. Get that ball out of an offense's hand, get it right back to our offense who can walk down the field and score most defenses in this league. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hey, guys, I'll be right back, okay? Yeah, I'll be right back. All right. No, yeah, man, so- hey, man bring, me, bring me a burger, man, while you go. <laughs> Give me a burger. 
<laughs> I thought you didn't like White Castle. That's where he's going. No. Um, uh, yeah, good point. But really, though, Derek, I mean, it is – you, you look at it now in the last two drafts, they've gone Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Kaylee Ringo. We'll get to, to Ringo a little bit more in a second. But that's a heavy commitment to, uh, to the best defensive team in football the last two years, those Georgia Bulldogs. You didn't even mention Landon Dickerson. And, and, I mean, I understand it, but I'm talking about just the SEC, Landon Dickerson, and now Tyler Steen as well. Yep. Dude, really? Mm-hmm. They loading up, man. I mean, I guess how he did learn his lesson. Like, yes. Oh. Yes. I we got to get him back. Well, we got to get him back what? on, man. We'll, we'll talk about this year's draft and, and what? following what? his grandfather and Jeffrey Lurie's, uh, <laughs> you know, mandates what? here. So. What? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, look, that defensive front, now has the potential to just be, you know, just unbelievable again. Um, you know, the secondary depth, which we're going to get to in a second, yeah, fandom media. Yeah, you're right on. They have added some good pieces there. And I'm t- so here's what I would tell you before we get to the next segment and get into this. It, it, when you get a chance a little bit later today, don't do it now, obviously. Don't do it till after 3 p.m. Eastern. But check, go uh, go on YouTube and just do a search for the uh, Sidney Brown and Chase Brown story. The, the, the brothers who played at Illinois together, they grew up in Canada, but they grew up in, in abject poverty. And what the mother went through as a single mom to, to raise them and their story – and the way this dude plays, Gunner, woo, woo, are people going to like this guy? Because he is all out. It is effort every second, throwing his body, caution the wind. He doesn't care. He just goes. So he, they're going to love this guy. When you've gone through what him and his family have gone through, um, to have an opportunity to fulfill a dream makes you that much hungrier. Because I guarantee you, um, even though he went in the third round, he's not making that first round money, but it's more money than he probably ever imagined in his life, number one. And I'm sure because I've done so many stories on guys similar to, to his situation, he's thinking, now I can help my family. Now I can take some of the burden off my mother, who I've watched. I mean, Deion Sanders is another one. Uh, there's so many prominent players through the decades that I've talked about. Uh, the, the, the Sharp brothers, uh, Shannon and Sterling. Yeah. And, they, you know, you see the story about them when they go back to their house uh, down in Georgia that's still standing, you know, and what they did, how many kids were stacked up in a room and why it was important to them to make it. You know, this dude is going to be hungry personified. If he's anything like he was at Illinois, maybe not this year as he, as he learns the trade, but by next year, that's that safety position is going to be solidified big time with that kid back there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is amazing. And he is such a poised guy and, uh, I, I, it's funny. I brought up, uh, Sully music mentions this name. I brought this name up to you guys during our, our pre-show, but yeah, he, he, there's a lot of Bob Sanders in him Absolutely. in terms of the, you know, the playmaking ability and throwing your body around. So we'll, we'll get into him in, in, in a second. In fact, let's, let's do that. Let's take a timeout. Let's come back and we're going to look at gunner rounds. They didn't have a second rounder because they traded right. back a little bit, right. but let's go round three, four, uh, six and seven. We'll dig into that a little bit. They add, Secondary help, offensive line help, uh, quarterback who maybe doesn't fit the exact mold, yeah. um, and then a defensive tackle as well. So we'll get into all of that when we come back. Remember, a little bit later, we will dive into the NFC East, how Dallas did, how Washington did, how the Giants did. We'll look at what teams did well, what teams did poorly. Um, we'll also get into some Sixers. We haven't, we're not overlooking the Sixers, trust me. We know there's a, a big matchup tonight with the Celtics in game one. We'll do all those kind of things when we get back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Barrett. will be hopping right back on. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take. 
Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about uh, someone to me who is as good as anybody in their line of business. That's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Because it can be a real challenge finding the right person to invest your money with. You work too hard not to find the right person. I did, and I want you to have that person as well. Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group are the place and the person to turn to, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground and you have a small business, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You could email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot jim at principal.com that's murray dot jim at principal.com Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online.
We're back. Yes, we are. We are Sports Take hanging out with you on this Monday afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett's going to be hopping on momentarily. Uh, I just saw the Keith Pompey's reporting that uh, Joel Embiid did have a PRP uh, platelet-rich plasma treatment on the right knee, but is still currently listed as doubtful. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit further in, uh, in a moment here when it comes to Embiid. Uh, but back to the draft here, guys. So let's dig in with the, uh, with the later rounds here, third round, fourth round, sixth and seventh. So they trade back a little bit and they actually made consecutive picks, uh, on where are we on Friday? Um, so they went, uh, Tyler Steen, the offensive tackle, he played tackle at Bama but he projects as a guard because he's got a little Kelly Clarkson, a little bit, a little bit of that. Um, so he's going to be a guard. <laughs> Shorter arms is what we mean. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he projects as a guard. Uh, and then they get Sidney Brown, who we just talked about, the hard-hitting safety from Illinois. Um, so let's start with those two guys. Um, you know, Steen can come in here if they're not comfortable with Jurgens for whatever reason, moving over to the guard spot this year until he takes over for Kelsey. Uh, Steen, I think, provides a little insurance there, or it allows him a year of redshirting basically to learn to cross train, whether it be tackle or guard uh, at the spot. It's a, and he comes from a great program, as usual. You know, he, he starts his career at, at Vanderbilt. Yes plays almost 750 snaps as a freshman at Vanderbilt. Then he transfers to one and of what the – What position, though? Uh-huh. What position? He started out as a defensive lineman. He did. But, I'm, but just talking about his versatility. You yeah. know, I mean, I mean I, but you explained to me in depth, Bear, how difficult it is to start as a defensive lineman and make that transition to an offensive lineman. I mean, that just doesn't happen mindset. overnight. You right, know. right. It's a totally different mindset. And when he was at, um, when he was there, uh, the transfer from defense to offense, it says a little something about him as a, um, as an athlete, also. You know, being able to make that switch. Yep. But I'm gonna tell you the truth. Also, it's got a little negativeness to it, also, because okay. if you're a defensive lineman, you go to offense. You might not be as aggressive enough to play on the defensive side of the ball or quick enough to play mm. on the defensive side of the ball. So they bring you over to the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Me, I was a little different. I played defensive end and tight end. Then they moved me over to the offensive side of the ball because when I redshirted, they saw how good my feet were. So they wanted me to tackle. Same quickness, a defensive mindset. I was a little more aggressive than most guys they had at that position. So they moved me over since I was going to be red shirt anyways. I don't know why they moved him over because usually it's the exact opposite. They're not as aggressive, right. not as athletic, and they move him over there. What I will tell you about him, Tyler Steen, he started for Alabama. That alone, exactly. that alone <laughs> you got to get kudos for. He started. Yeah. You know, my, like I told you, my boy is the offensive line coach at uh, Alabama. He was my left guard. You know, so when I was a left tackle when I was in college, he was my left guard. And knowing him, he's pretty good. You know, he's probably got good technique because Eric Wolford, you know, Wolfie, he's a great guy as far as technique. But what I did, what I saw from him is something that I believe just going to Stalin University will help him out. 
He's not as explosive. He's an athlete and he's athletic, so they think he's a finesse player. But in order to be an offensive lineman in Stoutland's schemes, you got a little bit, a little bit more explosive, a little bit more jump. Just like you know, yeah, those guys. It's almost like they're jumping off sides when they're getting off on the ball. That's being explosive. Mm-hmm. He gets out of stance too slow, so they're gonna have to, he's going to have to learn that from Stoutland University. He may have to take a little night course here or a little <laughs> summer school. But eventually he'll get the he'll get abreast of what they're trying to do. They try to get out their stance as fast as possible. That way he can get to the point of attack and wait for the guy to get to him. And that's what you know you learn at Stalin University. That explosiveness. Mm-hmm. And getting out there, the point of attack, now it's time to fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He wasn't getting off the ball as fast as I thought he should. And they'll teach him that. But what you do get with him is a great athlete, yep. moves well in space. He got a little bit of dog into him. We're gonna, they're going to give him a little more in there, you know, feed him hot sauce and gunpowder. The raw <laughs> bones. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They get him a little meaner, but this kid is every bit of a, a, a good player that he needs to be, to be in this league. Let me well, give you a real good. quick, Barrett. I want you, I, I want you to react. I was real quick, Gunner. I want to give him the draft uh, profile. All right, so people who maybe didn't see him, and I know it's harder with offensive linemen, but this is a big dude. I mean, as you would expect, 6'6", 321. Um. Here's the strengths. I'll give you the strengths and the weaknesses, and you tell me what, what you like, what concerns you, whatever. It's right. off the snap with good lateral quickness, uh, strains to sustain and neutralize move blocks, secures angles with choppy feet. These are the strengths. Steps and squeezes B-gap to protect against blitzes. Times up his punch to make full uses of his leverage. Inside hand is compact and forceful. Shows ability to reset with hands when needed. That's the good. Here's the, the, uh, the issues, with again, in their opinion. Comes out of stance with high pad level. Excessive forward lean diminishes body control. Below average adjustments as second level blocker. Inconsistent position and hand placement as a run blocker. Allows rusher to work free. Average redirect strength. Displays some hurry and lunging at top of rush. <laughs> Everything I described. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. they got to okay. learn that. Here's the thing, OB. What you were talking about him coming out of his stance slower. Mm-hmm. If they put him at that right guard position, until he gets, until he he becomes a graduate of Stoutland University, from the guard position, you have two guys on opposite sides of you that can help you disguise your deficiencies. Yep. And in this case, they don't have just two guys opposite of him. If they plug him in that right guard, you have two Pro Bowlers slash two future Hall of Famers. I don't know. Get him up to speed. <laughs> so. So what's going to happen is he's going to see why am I half step slower than them? They're going to tell him, "Hey, dude, this is what we do here. This is what you have to do. You got right. this is like this is like synchronized swimming. You can't be a half step if you in synchronized swimming. If you're half half movement off, you mess up the whole cadence. You can't. You're not going to do that here. You want to play. You want to sit on the bench. You have to decide. And and, and what did Lane Johnson say? You look at the size of this dude. Not just he's six six. Six 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 as an offensive guard. What did, what did Lane Johnson tell us the last time he was on? He said, "Man, I look up and down. It's like playing Jurassic Park." <laughs> and, and look at look at I me. Mean, look at the the other guy from from Alabama, Dickerson. Dickerson, six six. So now you go six eight six six. Kelsey's the 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 the, 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 the run on the, of the litter is six three. Then this dude is six six, and Lane Johnson six five. <laughs> Man, that's that's a front court. That's a yeah, power front court basketball, man. Yeah. What? Yeah. You know, 
Um, and, and I do – this kid here, he's, a, he's with the best offensive line coach you can possibly be with. He's yep. surrounded by an offensive line, not the Giants, not Washington, not an offensive line that's still searching, trying to find its identity, but it's already an entrenched, proven commodity on that offensive line. You got four dudes that are Pro Bowl caliber offensive linemen. Who, be- who better to learn from than a collection of people like that? Yeah, to get up to yeah. speed in terms of what you need to know. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it reminds me of what we were talking about with Carter. There's the right people in place to teach, you know, to, to yep. have these oh guys goodness. learn. Oh my goodness, you know. And um, all right, so let that's uh, that's Steen. Let's go to Brown now. And and so a couple things on on Sydney Brown. Just we were Barrett, you had to hop off, but we we're talking about him a little bit. Four four forty. Um, he is a guy who has started since, since 2018 at Illinois. Um, he started 10 games that year, seven at safety, three at nickel as a true freshman, you know, the accolades just go on and on and on. He was a first team, all big 10 pick on the nation's top scoring defense. Illinois had a nasty defense. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Both of their starting safeties were unbelievable. Right. Yep. So he intercepted six passes. That's the third uh, in, in FBS to, to go along with 59 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, a sack, seven pass breakups and 12 starts. And he opted, you know, he, he, would, he opted out of the bowl game, but this is a guy who during the regular season put up monster numbers, 10 career interceptions total and six last year. He's got a nose for the ball. Yeah. You know, the knock is he's a little tightly bound in the hips, you know, can str- struggle to stay connected a little bit, but plays with great anticipation uh, plays downhill, meaning he's always a hundred miles an hour, and is not afraid to just light people up and throw his body there you go. around. There you go. That, that's that's what he does. That's and what the back end of that defense Bob needs. Yeah. yeah, that's what the back end of that defense needs. Somebody who will be known for laying the lumber. That's what this defense has been missing. You need somebody, not just good cover guys. He's quick twitch. You know, great hip rotation. You need somebody back there that will be known as, hey man. You better know what this dude is at all time. The, the thing is, though, I hope he doesn't play similar to Bob Sanders in the sense that Bob Sanders hit people so hard, he'd hurt himself more so than he hurt the opposition yeah. sometimes and yep. miss a lot of games. Cut his career short because of his injury factor. But this young man, Barrett, we were talking about when you stepped off about how I've done so many stories and gotten to know so many athletes. And, you, and your story is similar, although you didn't really want to play football until your mom said, you're going to play football and you're going to deal with right. me. You know, do you, so many young men who have played this game, who have come from the most poverty-stricken environments you can imagine. You know, mom working two, three, four jobs. They don't have nothing. Didn't know where their next meal was going to come from. I was talking about the Sharp brothers, Shannon and Sterling. Deion Sanders talked about what his mom went through to get him uh, through life. And when you go through that, and even though he, he was drafted in the third round, so he's not making that big money like first-rounders are going to make, He's still going to make more money than he's ever seen in his life. And what's the first mindset? I can help my mom now. So he's hungry. He's playing a game not just for himself, but for his family. You know, this is a livelihood. This is a financial vein that he probably thought may not ever happen. But it's going to make him hungrier because he's he's going to want to elongate that career to make even bigger money to put his family on easy street. Absolutely. Great, absolutely. Stories are great stories all the time. Bro, I I remember I was going back, you know, and, and it was right around the time we were talking about, okay, then we need to sign CJGJ. 
right now we don't have really a uh, a, a starter at the safety position. Uh, Reed Blankenship was the best thing we had going on. And at that time, Reed Blankenship and, and, and Kayvon Wallace were the two starters. So we started talking about it, your starters in the draft. Yeah, we're talking about Alabama. I said, no, we need to look at this guy, Sidney Brown from um, from Illinois. I'm telling you, this guy is the ticket. This guy is a baller. Um, reminds me a lot of a mixture of Poirier and a little bit of Troy in it. Troy Palomalo. But, I mean, Troy is a Hall of Famer, so you really can't put him. But I'm talking about how he plays the game, with the emotion he plays with the game, how he runs around, finishes plays. He's got that aspect of Troy in him. And Poirier's just a polished athlete that, you know, plays the position. So that's why I equate him to. This kid will be good. He'll be good for a long. He's going to be good. He's going to start off on the active roster, play special teams, but eventually work his way up into being a starter this year. Yeah. He will start for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. I don't know when, probably around about fourth game, but he's one of those types that he won't be denied and kept off the field. He's going to do whatever it takes to take it up that next level. He's going to do whatever it takes to be a part of the defensive scheme. Now, I don't know what the side runs. That's the only thing. But I know in Big Nickel, he'll be one of the starters in Big Nickel. Big Nickel is three, um, three safeties, and you take out a linebacker. He will be one of those three. But this kid is that good. Once he learns the game, learns how to adjust to the game, he will be on the field. He won't be denied of being on the field. And I with love the speed to match. With the yeah. speed to match. Yep. You know, yeah. four four seven downhill player, short tackler, fearless. You know, um, and you're right. It's a great rags to riches story. You know, and I say rich Canada, right? From, from Canada, yes. him and his brother. His brother got drafted also. Yeah, by the Bengals. He's a running back. Yeah. Chase. Wow. Yeah. Chase Brown. Yep. You know, it's a great rags to riches story. And I mean, although by 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 normal standards, you know, even if he makes the league minimum for a rookie, which will be a base of like what six something, you know, yep. he'll he'll get a small signing bonus. You know, everything everything about this guy, I don't even know him, haven't heard him speak, but I guarantee you everything about him is how can I help my family now? How can I help my mom? It's the stories are so common, man. It's 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 heartwarming, man. And you think thinking about how you grew up, what you had, maybe what you didn't have, it's nothing compared to some of the stories we hear about athletes who eventually become pro athletes, what they had to get through, and how quickly they could have turned to the dark side more so than doing what they did. No I could have I look, I could have turned to the dark side because Mama Brooks wasn't having that. But there was times, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I hated football growing up. I mean, I hated it with a passion. Why? Because football is hard. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. gotta, you gotta, yeah. I mean, it, 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 you gotta commit to it. And I, I live by the mantra, whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability. So the only reason yeah. I played football hard because I had to do it to the best of my ability. Mm. So in saying that. I was able to make that transition because I thought about it. I wanted to be the next Barkley. So I thought about it. Mm, six foot three, 245 pound center versus a six foot three, 245 pound defensive end tight end. Okay, that's gonna make the that's gonna make me more donuts. I'll be able to buy right. more donuts with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then gravity took over and I learned real fast. Yeah, I like to eat Big Macs too much, you know, so I got to go <laughs> I gotta go the direction I can buy more Big Macs. But at the end of the day, this kid here, I mean, and, you know, like, and like I say, I was I was poor, but 
but I didn't know I was poor because everybody else in my neighborhood was living right. the same way I was. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know I, bro, I'm telling you, I did not know I was poor until I signed my first NFL deal, signed my contract, and I bought a house where I live now. And I go to the high school and I see kids driving BMWs and Mercedes to class. I'm like, what is going on? I don't even have a Mercedes or a BMW. They got kids driving to school. That's when I knew I was like, oh, okay, then. Yeah. It's a different. It's a difference between being wealthy and and being rich and being poor. It's it's, right. it's a huge difference. Yep. Uh, all right. So the other move. Then we go to the fourth round here, and this is Kaylee Ringo. This is a guy who <clears throat> probably about midway through the season, some thought maybe first round. He had a tough game in the uh, in the playoff against Ohio State. If you remember, everybody had a tough game against those guys. Right. Yeah, really. Here's the thing: yeah, really. the guy he had a tough game against is going to be the first receiver taken next year, Martin it, Harrison Jr. It just pops just happened to be an all um, a, yeah Hall a of gold Famer. jacket all of Hall of Famer. So I mean, come on, yeah. Man. And and the kid's on his way if he doesn't get hurt to to that too. But there's that, and the other knock is that he'll take he'll he'll drip sometimes, take some plays off. But he's six two, two ten, runs a four three six, and he's only twenty. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. Runs a what? Six two, two ten, runs a four three six four. Yep. This guy was a sprint champion in Arizona in high school. Hundred yard sprint champ. Could have gone anywhere he wanted for track. Uh, went to Georgia. Wait, wait, wait. Say say that again. Where would he go? Georgia, shocking. Another SEC, yeah. another SEC. But is it even legal though. to drink yet? So, like, I look at that and I say, there's a lot of room to grow as a person and as a player. And now you get yourself a guy who is a freakish kind of athlete that you're bringing in here to either play corner, and there are some that think he could play safety with his size. Bro, this kid, and he's going about it the right way. Um, he worked out all. You know, during a, this whole time leading up to the to uh, the combine and and going into camp and everything, he's been working out with Richard Sherman. So, if Richard can show him, because you know Richard Sherman was slow as pond water, yeah. but he could play because he had great technique. Fundamentals, so yeah. Imagine him getting to learn the technique and fundamentals from Richard Sherman, hmm. and apply it to that speed that he already has at six foot two, two ten. And sit back and watch big play slay Bradbury and Avante Maddox play the game. Can you imagine how good this kid could be if yeah. he takes it all in? Some believe he could be similar to a Malcolm Jenkins. He, he's a box, he's a box type player. He'll, he can come down and play the box. You can set him up high. You can put him on the outside. You know, you can play a lot of games with this dude in terms of his overall athleticism. But the thing I like the most about him, number one, his speed. Number two, again, another young young, another young DB they draft, he will hit you. He's not afraid to make contact. You know, a lot of these DBs in the game today, they want to play flag football and tackle. Not these, not this kid. This kid <laughs> is like a kamikaze, man. He'll, he, he will come down and lay some lumber on some people, man. Bro. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sitting and looking at what we've talked about so far with this Eagles draft. I still can't believe – what they, they pulled in, in in just the players we've talked about up to this point. You know, three from Georgia, one from Alabama. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Bro, crazy, right? I mean, and and this kid, Kelly Ringo, he's the one, he, he, he sealed the deal against Alabama, the first uh, championship game he won. You know what I'm saying? National championship he yeah, won. Yeah. He's the one that sealed the deal. He caught the interception, ran in for a touchdown. 
Yeah. He is a freak of nature as far as an athlete. He just needs to real because I've seen a lot of players that were just fast, but they didn't know how to play the game. They didn't know how to, you know, use their hips and turn out and, and read the read what the teams are trying to do to him. High long. They, he didn't really understand what it took to do that. But I think this kid will learn. And he just so happened to, to have three of the best teachers as far as watching fundamentally sound guys play in Barry Barry. And uh, Slay, and Monty in Brown and Ringo, they're both billed as guys who like to play press coverage, who excel in press coverage. Is it possible that Matt Patricia and Sean decide will go to more press coverage with these young men? Right, no. could be. You know, no. Bradbury, Bradbury, and Slade talk about they want to play more up, up on receivers. You you got four you got four dudes now. They can go hand-to-hand combat with these receivers in the game today. Is it possible that D-Gun might get his wish and see this Eagles secondary play more hand-to-hand combat now? No. Is it possible? <laughs> no. What do you mean, no? There's no more Jonathan do it again. Gannon. There's no more Jonathan Gannon standing in the way. This I understand that, but you will, they, Jonathan Gannon couldn't run that unless the head coach said he could. And I don't the head think coach, that, the head coach better get out of the way. Well, I understand that, but I don't think he wants to play that style of uh, defense, let's, man. I really don't. Let, okay, well, let's put it like this. When Matt Patricia was the D coordinator in New England, New England played a lot of hand-to-hand combat. The New England cornerbacks like to get up in your face. When they had Stephon Gilmore yeah, and all them do, they like to get up in your face. Mm-hmm. You didn't bring Matt Patricia in here by accident to help out the side. You did not bring him in here just to sit back and be a cheerleader. He's here to have input in this defense. If Nick Sirianni is a smart coach, you have Sean Desai, you have Matt Patricia coordinating your defense. You step back. You tell them, you give them a general idea. This is what I want my defense to look like. Now you go out and make it happen. And Matt Patricia and Sean Desai says, you know what, coach? We'll start with that foundation, but here's how we want it to evolve. And if you're a good head coach, you know what you say? Let me see. Let me see what it looks like. Okay, so while I I hear you, and I think they will be more aggressive than they were with Gannon, I think what Barrett's trying to say is this goes way above the defensive coordinator, and I think it goes above the head coach. This is an you trying to say how he pulling strings again? I am. I'm saying saying they have input on this, and it goes back to Jim Schwartz. Schwartz wasn't a big, you know, Schwartz buckling gambler and all that other stuff. That's just the way they believe. They don't believe in bigging up the big play. I hear you. I'm just telling you. You get you're setting yourself up for some disappointment, D Gun. Or right, right. Fangio, Fangio, or was, no, Fangio was in the no, no. he was in the building. He was in the building a couple months last year. And 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 did it did it come from his philosophy, his way of thinking as far as we don't want to blitz, we don't take chances? Might be, but I'm just saying I, I I don't see them being any more aggressive than they already were because they've shored up the defensive line. They're gonna believe oh, in the Oh, I'm just being real, that. bro. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna that. lie, bro. That's that's because because the thing I hate most is when you have your corners playing seven seven to ten yards off the ball. All you're doing is letting smarter teams dink and dunk their way down your field, but down the field throwing the underneath routes all over you. You know you can have to all the talent in the world if you're not pressing the issue. You're playing right into an opposition's hand. I'm not saying to win the game, but to make a game closer than it should be. I mean, you got the talent. You got the veteran talent now. You got two good quality young kids. You have four DBs that love to play hand-to-hand combat. Why are you not utilizing that asset? Well, I think the other you thing that you to. need to do, too, 
we've incorporated so much into the NFL now from the college game with RPO concepts and that kind of stuff. You know, you have some long talks with Kirby Smart and tell me what, what works best for these cats. You know, it, while we're also working them into our system, I want them to, to do right. that as well. Uh, and I think they will uh, do that. So beyond that, guys, um, they also grab up here as the rounds went on. Tanner McKee, who's a 6'6", he's a big dude, uh, quarterback from Stanford. And in the seventh round, Moro Ojomo, who was a defensive tackle from Texas. Um, Ojomo, a lot of people like. Uh, there were people that were hoping he wasn't going to get drafted, and there was going to be people lining up to sign him as an undrafted free agent. Um, McKee, uh, I don't know. I, it's He's got an arm. He's big. I'm sure he's a very smart guy. Went to Stanford, but it, it doesn't. I thought they were going to draft somebody who's more Jalen skill set rather than pocket guy, and that's what well, McKee is. I'll tell you what. He, he's he's when you see him and you think about the quarterback factory, how he's bought into, the owners bought into. You think of a guy that played here and won a Super Bowl for you. And that's Nick Foles. Six foot six, same size Nick. 230, same size as Nick. Doesn't run the read option, but mm-hmm. runs the heck out of RPOs. So either mm-hmm. hands it off to the running back or throws the pass. He's very efficient at that. He's a gunslinger. He's the type of guy that he likes to thread the needle between defenders. He can look guys off in coverage. He can read coverage. He just has functional mobility as opposed to being a mobile quarterback, functional mobility makes good decisions for the most part. Can't be one of those guys that throw him, you know, throw himself out of a rhythm, mm-hmm. but he is a good quarterback. He was one of the top 10 quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah. Six, six, two thirty one. Uh, he, he is a large human. Uh, he did a, did a two year mission in Brazil after arriving at Stanford in 2020. He had offers that for Bama, Texas, uh, you know, he could have gone a lot of different places and he ended up there. But um, Barrett said he's got great size. His release is tight. The ball comes out of his hands. Great spiral. Uh, has access to drive velocity when he throws in rhythm. Adequate anticipation. No trouble making longer field side throws, hash mark throws. But you mentioned it, Barrett. The TD inter- interception ratio is not great. Clunky yeah. feet. Uh, not super athletic, poor mobility when distress off, off schedule is not his strength. Nick Foles. But, but this, <laughs> this, yeah, but this is also a, 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 a Eagles move. They like to find a young quarterback in the, you know, he'll be a practice squad kid. They like to find a guy in the lower, lower draft, lower parts of the draft and slowly groom him and see what they can get out of him. I mean, look at, you know, sometimes it's a carousel, you know, a, you know, he didn't make it. They go out and find another young one. And that's yep. what they do. They, you know, they, one thing about it is when it comes to these low-level quarterbacks or the free agents they draft, they won't keep them long. If they don't identify something that they can work with, they'll get them out of here in a hurry and bring another one in. They, oh, they yeah. don't care about that. And that this kid here has some potential, has a lot of grooming that needs to be done, big body, has some attributes that will fit well in this offense, but they need to see it. And he was the best one available at that point. And – so we're going to find out, is he going to be here for the duration, meaning the year, or will we, will, be, will we be talking about another young quarterback they're going to find somewhere off the streets 
before the season starts to try to, to groom and develop on the practice squad. Yeah, I mean, this time last year, we're talking about Carson Strong. There you go. Who? Yeah, Car- we were talking about Carson where, Strong. Where's he, right. where's he now? I don't know. And, and this year, this year we he was Ian Book. Yes. Yeah, yeah Ian, Ian Book, Book is the third yeah. stringer right now. Yeah, that's who he's going to have to. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beat out. I mean, it's going to be Mariota and then fill in the blank. It's either yeah. Ian Book or Tanner McKee will be the two guys. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, but that's how, that's how they close it, and they get the defensive tackle uh, out of Texas, as you mentioned. And you just you know you're strengthening that spot. Who knows if he makes it? That's a seventh rounder. Uh, it's there could be a lot of Coach, competition. Coach said Tanner McKee projects better than um, Minshew. Well, Minshew. he's tall, he's taller than Minshew, a better athlete than Minshew. So we'll see. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It should be. Uh, It'd be interesting to see if he could even make the team. You know, it's kind of where I'm at. But the uh, right, right. The, the Moro Ojimo uh, is a uh, defensive tackle uh, who played at Texas, 6'3", 292. Um, strength and weaknesses, I'll give you a couple here real quick. Um, three-year starter at Texas says something. Uh, forces his way across the face of backside blocks. Lower body strength plows through a blocker's edge, consistent in rallying to the football until the whistle blows. Uh, uses upper body power to shove protection off balance. Weaknesses, uh, he's kind of mechanical, segmented, hips are tight, feet are heavy when forced to slide laterally, uh, lacking edge-to-edge foot. So it sounds like there's there's concern about just sort of athleticism. Yeah, he's, he not, an athlete. he's not what you call a great athlete. Right. But he's one of those guys that he's a bulldozer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play the game explosively, but he plays the game violently. You know what I'm saying? Uses his hands, creates separation. Um, you know, he'll take you off your spot. You know, if your offensive line be trying to reach block him, he'll grab you and drive you into the backfield, you know, to go make a play. You know, he's strong like that. He plays very, very strong. He's not the most athletic guy in the world. Like he only ran a five flat 40, five four forty, you know, at 292. Mm-hmm. Put it like this, I was three fifteen, and I ran a four nine and a five flat. Whoa, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. he's not projected as a, the best athlete in the world, but he's still a guy that's strong, plays strong, plays aggressive, but just doesn't have that quick twitch explosiveness off the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's got that junk. He's got that junkyard dog mentality. Yeah, so, bro. He's yeah, gonna go bro. out. He'll go. Out, he'll go and scrap. What he lacks in physical attributes, he'll make up for in desire. Yeah, you know, he'll put, that, he'll put times, that head on you. Yes, and a lot of times that's what gets players on rosters, man. They're, they're basically fighters. They're not the most technically sound. They're not the quickest off the snap. They don't have a wide array of moves. But there's always something about them that you need to see, you want to see, because he insp- he's the kind of player that inspires other players to give that extra effort also. When you're tired and you're bending over and you're holding your knee, he's that kind of player. This is, you know what, I ain't done yet. I'm not done. I'm not done yet, man. He, he, look, I've been counted out my whole life. I got another. I, I got something else to prove now. You know, sometimes that makes for a heck of a player. Hmm. You, know, you think about it. Well, I, I, so in totality here, if you look at all of this, 
most people will tell you the Eagles won the draft or they feel like it was a top five draft that, you know, what they ended up getting between quality players, value players, they have the whole point system. The points are through the roof with Carter and Nolan Smith and Ringo where they got him and Brown, you know, again, and then he may add the trade in there where you give up almost nothing to get DeAndre Swift. You know, Howie was really on his game again. I still don't see how they got Nolan and Jalen in the mm. first round. Mm. I can't believe that it happened, man. Like, I thought that Jalen Carter was going to be our unicorn. You know what I'm saying? He was like a mythical beast, a, myth- a mythical creature that, you know, that we'd never be able to get. And lo and behold, we got him, picked him up in our first round pick. And we only got him for a, a, a fourth rounder next year, right? That's right. Yeah. A fourth rounder next Which you can get that back if he walks. I'm talking about for for Swift, mm. yeah. yeah. Not talking about Jalen Carter though. Oh, Carter, yeah, 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 yeah. Trading no, the move, up, yeah, it was nothing. It was nothing, and you have you have tons of uh, compensation picks, right? Compensatory. Picks, so that's yeah. that's crazy that we were able to pick him up. That's crazy, man. Because I really thought that he, you know, coming out, he was going to be a guy that you know he's going to be a top three, top four pick. I really thought that he was going to be a top. Three. If it wasn't for the quarterbacks, he would have been the number one player picked in his draft the mm-hmm. number one mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it was quite a haul man it's been quite a haul and i think we're good the, the difference between last year and this year is guys like carter nolan smith sydney brown for sure possibly ringo you're going to see these guys on the field this year where last year we didn't other than special teams and 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 you know kind of garbage time you will see these guys on the field and you know, DeAndre Swift, you're going to see on the field and how they're going to figure all that out. I don't know. But the other thing that people are very excited about, I, I, I can't not bring this up. Uh, the Eagles and Barrett, your school, by the way, have picked up an undrafted free agent punter out of Kansas State. Here we thank go. You. Thank you. Thank Here you, Howie. Go. Yes. That, okay. Perhaps, perhaps more important than Jalen Carter or anything else is that. But hold on now, I, okay. I gotta, I gotta give it to you. I gotta tell you the truth, man. Yeah, he, uh, he has a booming, lot, strong arm. Z- it's Ty Zentner. Is what we're talking. He can, about. he can kick the heck out of the ball. Didn't they exactly. say they call him Legatron or something like that? Legatron. <laughs> yeah, but he's been Didn't known say- to be a, he's been known to be a shankaholic now. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I gotta tell the truth, man. Come on, school, Rob. Rob. He's been known to be a shankaholic. I, 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 I can't lie for you. I can't lie to you, but I'll lie for you, though, man. It's May 1st, the greatest month of the year, and I'm sitting here, and I don't want to start the month off wrong, but you better start formulating the words on your lips. Sipples. No, no, no. I won't. No. Sipples. I am going to talk this into existence. Sipples will not be the Eagles punter this year. I, I, It's my mission now. Okay. The only way he is not their punter, if they get somebody in August during training camp, is competition. He comes here and wows them. I'm on I don't mission. think the guy is on the roster now that competes him, that can honestly compete with him for the position. But just kidding, he can't boom with a country yeah, mile. Right, right. But he can also place kick also. Oh. So, so he, 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 yeah, if you're if you're if, if Elliot's just kicking field goals, maybe he does kick offs. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. They also they grabbed up a Bama kid, uh, Eli Ricks. Corner. Yeah, yeah. Who's a corner. 
So they got they got another. Uh, he's Bama. iffy though. He's I, iffy. I, though. I know, but yeah, he's you know, iffy. That's where we are at this point. But they uh, Trevor Reed, who's an offensive tackle out of Louisville, uh, Joseph Nagata, who's a receiver out of Clemson, the punter, as we mentioned, Eli Ricks, and then a tight end uh, named Brady Russell out of Colorado. So that's Sibbles. no, 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 <laughs> uh, no. I'm in. I will Sibbles. not let this happen, Derek. And you know how I get. Sippos yes, will I've be seen fired. you get many people fired. Sippos will be fired. He will not be an idiot. <laughs> I'll make it my mission. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we'll come back. We'll sneak in a little Sixers here. And then our NFL segment at 2 o'clock, we're going to look at how Dallas, how Washington, how New York did, who did well overall in the NFL, who did poorly, a uh, bunch of other stuff to get into here. Um, I, I hate to say, I there's one NFC East team I think did very – particularly well for themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys feel, but we'll, we'll get into all that uh, when we get back, but little Sixers, little Embiid, little Celtics. I'll give you some numbers. They, they're a little, I don't know, worrisome, but we'll get into it. We'll do all that. When we come back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett, Derek, Rob sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. All right, let's talk about pro action restoration. Yes. If you're not familiar pro action restoration, they are uh, my friends here and they are the people that you reach out to. If you have a home, if you have a business, uh, you have property that you own and you go through just the, the pain, the fear, the, the inconvenience of fire, smoke, water, mold damage, and you can't fix that yourself, right? You don't know what to do with that. Well, guess what? ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I can tell you that because I called them on a Saturday. They got right over to my parents' house. They fixed the problem, cleaned it up. The crew was professional. The price was right. It couldn't have been a better experience. ProAction Restoration is licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. So the reputation precedes them. All right. They are the real deal. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760 or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProAction restoration.com do you stream on a roku fire stick google tv or apple tv now you can watch 6abc 24 7 with the 6abc philadelphia streaming app for the big story on action news search 6abc philadelphia and start streaming today go to get your game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! 
Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Yes, we are on a Monday and coming off a weekend where the Eagles killed, killed the draft. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you. All right. I don't know about you guys. It's officially been nine days since the Sixers last played. And I mean this sincerely. It feels like it's been a month. It feels like they haven't played in forever. Exactly. (laughs) And it's like... You wait all that time, and then you get the news that Embiid is doubtful. Now, according to Keith Pompey, he's had a PRP injection into the knee. He was shooting today at shoot-around. Uh, there's video of him out there working, you know, putting in some work, jump shots, nothing strenuous or anything like that. Um, but it's like you wait all this time, and it's, can they get past the Celtics? Can they get past the Celtics? And we get here, and it's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, Embiid may not, likely not going to go again. And it's like, here we are again. It feels like the same old deja vu. It's the definition of insanity every single year. And it's frustrating. And I know Derek says I shouldn't be frustrated. I can't help it. I fall right into the trap. I am frustrated, man. Frustrated. Can't do it. Can't do it because I expected this. I hate to say that. Yeah. Because when he's on his game, he is an unstoppable force in the middle. But – I would not allow myself to get caught up with, can he stay healthy? Because no, he cannot. No, we know this. All we do is sit here and wait to find out, is it a hand? Is it a knee? Is it a foot? Is it a quad? Is it a shin? Is it a calf? What is it going to be this time? That's all, that's all I do. Say, okay, what is – I hate to say this, but that's that's the history. And the big problem is if he's out for multiple games in this series and they lose these series, first of all, Everybody who watches the Sixers or has watched them cheer knows that Boston is in their heads. Boston has owned them this season. Who are they facing the second round of the playoffs? Boston. If they bow out again, even though everybody expects Boston to beat them, if they bow out again, it's going to blow up in this region like you won't believe in terms of, here we go again, three years in a row, can't get past the second round. Even though the second-round opponents they played the previous two years are not not near the caliber of 
Boston. It, they just got, grew the unlucky draw of the lot. They got to play this Boston team the second round. Now, there's a chance they could beat Boston. That's the way sports is. We didn't think the Bruins would be out first round. We didn't think the Bucks would be out the first round. Anything yeah. can happen, but if we're being honest with ourselves, knowing what we know about Boston and watching Boston play, the depth and versatility Boston has and the fact that they own this team, how optimistic are you? Uh, I'm not optimistic, Derek. I, I thought, I thought with a healthy Embiid, because this team has a little bit more character, a little bit more heart, a little bit more bench, a little bit more right. uh, toughness with PJ Tucker, that this thing could come down to the wire. I thought ultimately Boston would win, but I didn't think this would be a roll through. I didn't think Boston would, would sweep them. I didn't think it'd be five games. I thought it'd be six or seven. And I thought they would lose uh, with Embiid and, you know, the other thing is if he even if he does play, is he dragging the leg around? Like, what's he looking like out there? How, is he Joel Embiid? You know, I, I don't know. You, we needed a great Embiid, you know, in this series for them to succeed. That's what we needed to see from well, Joel Embiid for the Sixers to win this thing. You're right about that, Rob, because the last time they beat them and they had what? I don't think Brown played that game. Brown didn't play and Embiid had to get right. had to drop 52. Yeah. So come right. on, man. It's different as the playoffs. Like, there's no way that I, I would have thought that that uh, Milwaukee would be out of this right now. There's no way that I thought Miami was going to be Milwaukee. Well, look what happened. Um, they've been playing well without Embiid. Just you know, if you really want to look at it, yep. They play a different style of ball, a more yep. fast-paced type of ball, and you know, big B-ball Paul is is is. I mean, he's running. Yep. He's running. So I don't know, man. You I mean, really there's hope. hope. Paul in this but here's what I worry about. No, don't Paul. do no, don't do me like that. Don't no, do me no, like no. that. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. Here's what I worry about. That. <laughs> don't do not say that because I lose all my credibility as, a, as an analyst. Okay. No, I'm here's, not saying that. Here's no. the problem. If B ball Paul gets in foul trouble, you're staring at Montrez Harrell or Dwayne uh, Devin. Uh, uh, yeah. Who who yeah, I, I mean, like, and, and the odds are, if B-Ball Paul's playing a whole game, he's probably going to be in foul trouble. Right, right. And I love B-Ball Paul. I, th- I think Doc has finally woken up to what this guy brings to the table. But uh, it's a tough ask, you know. And Max is going to have to be great. Max, he averages eight points a game against this team in his career. Eight. So he's got to he's got to score twenty. He's got to. So you say there's a chance. Uh, here, here's what I need. I need Harden to play well, and and he's got to give me twenty and ten minimum. Maxi's got to get in the twenties. B-ball Paul needs to be like a fifteen and, and fifteen guy. Oh, you asking a lot. I'm asking a lot. That's, that's, come on, come on. All right. I would 12, say twelve. Twelve and twelve. There you go. Twelve All and twelve. Right. I can do that. All right. Well, well, I come need, on, you stressing with the fifteen, man. I, 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 I can give you twelve and twelve. Yeah, fifteen's a lot. You're right. I, I need Tobias to play like Tobias played in the last series against the Nets. I don't think that's asking too much. I, there's a lot needs to happen. I mean, look, here's the other problem. This is uh, Tim Botemps get put these great stats out there from ESPN. Harden in the last series was nine of thirty from two point range, seven of thirty in the paint. If he can get past his initial man, he's got to finish. He can't get blocked or miss layups at the rim every single time. And I don't know his little trip to Vegas is good or bad or whatever, but, man, he's got to show up. Well, this is what I need. 
Tobias, give me 20. Harden, give me 20. Maxie, give me 20. Melton, give me 17, 18. Then I need George to give me 17, 18. I think the most feasible thing you said in that entire statement was the probability of of, of, of uh, Tobias giving you 20. Tobias has played way above what we expected of him so far in that first series. Granted, it was Brooklyn, but I think Tobias is in a groove. You want that much from those other players? You might get it on a one night. You, but see, you, you, you need that consistently. Can, do you think they can give you all that consistently in a series like this? There. I mean – I'm just asking you a question, my friend. So all I'm doing is asking a question as Rob sits there yeah. with that serious look on his face like, man, Diga, why you? We can give it to you. We split series. You know, we can, they, we get one. We can get that. We can get that production out of one game. Yes, we can. We can do that. Okay. So we're, yeah, okay. We that. okay. I agree with you, but it depends. And then the B comes back the next week. I mean, the yeah. next day. And when the B comes right back, we lose. And then we go back home. We'll be at home, and we'll we'll win with the B being back, and then we'll win with the B getting being back, and then the Celtics will win, and then we'll turn around. We're going to Game Seven. It's a great storyline, and I hope it's a book that you can publish. But I'm sorry, I can't even read the forward on that book right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to give us hope, man. I, 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 I stream. I, help me. How, how can we do it? Stream. Help me. Well, I think you what you need. Here's what you need. Barry once again speaking alien language. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? But see, now here's something that's weird. Here, I'm, I'm with this one from from the from the from this uh, Brian Lippincott. Free Shake Milton. When oh. are you gonna let this dude play? Yeah, bro. I think yeah. he could be a spark plug in this series. Free him. Yeah. Why is he always a forgotten entity in Doc's rotation? Yeah, Doc's not a fan. I, I maybe you know what? I, you know what? I don't care if you're a fan or not. This is what did Hugh Douglas say? It's do or die. It's do or die. die. Do or die. You tell you gotta jack his ass up. That's right. That's what he said. <laughs> Miller. Yeah, I was, I was Miller standing right it. there. Yeah, I was standing right there when Hugh said that too, man. I'm dying laughing when Hugh said it. <laughs> man, let me tell you something. Uh, what not free shake? I don't care if you like him or not. Rob, you're right. I, I'm at a point. I'm a, I listen to you say it all season long. When we started talking about Shake Milton in December, I'm like, you really think Doc didn't like him? I'm with you now, Rob. I think Doc just doesn't like him. But in this series, when you consider Doc's history the last two years of not being able to get past the second round, I'm throwing every haymaker and howitzer and every bullet, whether it's a rubber bullet or a hollow tip bullet that I have at Boston, to try to take Boston down. That's the only way they're going to get Boston. I agree. Uh, and the, you know, the other thing is, and you, you, like you hate even bringing this up or counting on it, but you also need Boston tonight, especially if the B doesn't play, to overlook them. Like you need them to think they can just show up. And and you know, I I just I don't know the odds of that, especially because Atlanta gave them a little bit of a series. I think I think the antenna is up on Boston right now. But you think Boston going to take this team lightly? No, I'm saying I oh, don't. Oh, 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 oh. You need it like- to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I like what Neil Watson here said. Every time I look at Tobias Harris, I see Jimmy Butler's money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yes. a great line. I it's love true. it. It's true. I can't get that out of my head. When they caught Jimmy walking down that tunnel and said, they kept him over me? I know. One of the oh, greatest lines too. ever. Uh, I, it's it, it's incredible. what like You're seeing – you know what you're seeing in both conferences is like certain teams – 
just building up steam. The Heat are one of them. The Lakers yep. are one of them. The Warriors now. Golden State. Yeah, are just building that momentum. And all of a sudden, these are teams that have gone deep before. Now, yep. granted, LeBron, the Lakers did it in the bubble, but whatever. But and LeBron's been there, done that a million times. But um, these teams are starting to sort of get their footing now. And look out. This, you know what the shame of this thing is, too? If mm. you could have gotten, and I'm not writing the series off already, but if Embiid had been healthy and you had beaten Boston, like, there's no great team. There's no great team. You know, the no, Heat are playing no, great, and the Knicks no. are Knicks are good and pesky. You, right. you easily could have gotten the finals. And then nobody's yep. great in the West. No. None of them. But, but that Golden State team I just saw play Sunday right now, it we don't know. I think they are the best team in the West if they play like they play Sunday. They do look like they look like the champions. They they, yes. they for the first yes. time all year, they're starting to look like the champs again. They got Wiggins back, Steph's Steph, you know, Clay Thompson, everything, all the little dirty work Draymond Green does for you. Uh Paul, Clay played bad. Clay, Clay played horrible yesterday. He yes. did. Yes. How about look at, how, look at how much they won by and Clay yeah. played bad. Yeah. No, you're now, right. If they, can, if they can keep Draymond Green heavily medicated and just, and just play basketball. <laughs> Even Looney, guys, yesterday had 20 rebounds, 10 of which were offensive. That That's ridiculous. Crazy. That's ridiculous. 10 you know, offensive rebounds? He had, well, yeah, put in perspective. Sacramento had 14 as a team. Jeez. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, Looney was, uh, he was everywhere. Looney. Looney was Looney. He was, he was, he and off. he also, you know, gave him a little bit of help, gave him 11 points, but yeah, I mean, look, nobody even got higher than 17 points yesterday. That was Wiggins. Steph goes for 50. Steph put that team on his back. Th- wait, not just Steph, but 35 year old Steph. Yeah. Think about that. Yes. 35 year old Steph Curry looked like he was 25 years old yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's it, dropping them from the Raptors. He is. He's one of a kind. I mean, he is—he is one of a kind. He's a generational player. That's—that's that's all. That's the only way oh to play. Oh my good. All and right. Is, so, is he the best? He's the best shooting guard or point guard. He's the best shooter I ever saw. Yeah, he's the best In shooter. History of the game. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen anybody be able to shoot it like him. Ooh, Range. That's a good question. Clutch. Yeah. You know, and and it's not like that's all he does. He can, we obviously watched yesterday. He can put it on the floor. You know, oh my good. Put it on the floor and finish. The, yeah. And the way he travels, and the way he he attacks the bigs when he attacks the rack, he's not afraid to go on. The, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He takes a lot of punch. What Steph is so cute. I love. Him. Oh, gee. thinks he's cute. <laughs> That's the one thing that we don't talk about on this show, guys. Whether they're cute or not, I'm sorry. Anyhow, no. Oh my God! I guess yeah. you say he's strong. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Hey, hey, Barbara, is he strong? Is he strong, Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have to be fair. We got to give equal time. I mean, it's uh, only fair oh, the amount man. of strongs that we do. So yeah, uh, but uh, no. So the other the other series. Um, so we we as we mentioned, the, the Heat go up one nothing uh, on the Knicks, and Denver's up one nothing on Phoenix uh, in that game. That'll be the late game tonight. Sixers are seven thirty, and then Phoenix and Denver 
uh, game two of that one. Game we gave one was Saturday night. So, Barbara's oh, you got there. You go. You got your the, answer. Too strong. There you go. <laughs> there you too go, bro. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at right now, and and the history does not bode well either for the Sixers, by the way. So that they played twenty-one times. The Celtics have won fourteen in the playoffs. Uh, um, yes. And Boston won three out of the four regular season games. And as Barrett pointed out, the only game the Sixers won, Jalen Brown didn't play, and indeed had to put up a 52 spot. So there you go. Well, history history could change in this series, but so you say I, there's a chance. I'm not going to allow it to affect my demeanor because if the Sixers bow out, I so look forward to seeing Angry Rob. You're the gonna day get it. limit. You yeah, see? Matter of fact, I want to make sure Tone is rolling early on that show. When we get angry, Rob, because I want this, I want yeah. this played over and over on every YouTube channel out there. I want to see if we can get this viral. Um, the, the redness in Rob's face will match the two banners behind him. I'm already feeling it a little. Well, like, I'm already, no, look, yeah. What? Let me ask you guys this. What? If they don't, if they get swept, if they get swept, this. I'm not saying it, but if they get swept, this. Over, look at Rob's face. Up. Why do you say that? Why did I'm you? I'm just say saying. That? Does it? Do we? Do we? We call Hinky back? Oh. Do we call Hinky back? I, you know, it's it, look. Forget Hinky for a minute. But the the if they lose and it's not competitive in the series, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Because Embiid can never finish a year, but he's an MVP. Yeah. yeah. Harden, you know, is going to claim that he can get more money from Houston. But if you lose him, you're losing your point guard. Yep. Uh, Doc's got two years left at big money. Daryl Morey's got a bunch of years left at big money. Harris has another year left on that monstrosity of a contract. Like, what do you do? I, you start with a the coach. Spot. So let me ask you this, Rob, not to set you off because it's Monday, May 1st, greatest month of the year. Did I say that before? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, what if they got, just to pick up on Barrett said, what if they got swept and brought doc back again next season? Mm. How do you justify somewhat running this back? Really? I'm How do you justify just it to saying, the fans? I'm just That's saying. I can't, I can't. I can't figure out for the life of me. I can't get behind something like that. You can't I justify. agree. I agree with you. I agree. I'm just throwing it out there. Just they to get the Do they keep Embiid? Right, and that's I, the. I, the, I think because, they keep Embiid. I think they do too. But the problem is, like, it's not like oh, he's going to get healthier into his 30s. No, right. No. See, that's the problem. There's the problem. Yeah. And, and, the, the, and the older he gets. The further you get away from that championship, the more the more susceptible he is to being injured. How many different injuries can you have in a career? How many? I know he's had everything: yeah. thumb, hand, face, knee, foot, back. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing stuff, but yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Yep. All right, let's come back. Let's go back to the NFL. Wow. Let's look at the NFCs. Let's see how Dallas, Washington, New York did. Let's look at how teams did overall. A uh, bunch of stuff to get into for sure uh, when we get back with the NFL and the draft. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We're going to talk right now about Flynn Tree Service. Look, it's a great time right now to get your trees evaluated. And if you need anything done to get it done before we get into the summer with the winds and the rain and everything else that comes along. But Flynn Tree Services is, is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. The areas uh, that they service are southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, northern Delaware, 
you go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work, you can give them a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. everybody thanks for hanging with us we are sports steak jacob sports youtube and network Dang. what's that man bears boy t for t throwing a roundhouse right Ooh! wow what is what is d gun you were right driving back from florida did not miss back oh didn't miss Ooh. you oh oh, oh man. First, of all, first of all they go fishing without me down there wow man. You don't do that. You know, friends don't let friends fish without friends. It's like you don't let friends drive drunk. 
Same friends thing. don't let friends fish without friends. I, I have never heard that before in my life. Friends don't let friends fish without friends. What do you mean is you that never heard of friends? Is that That's another bear? Is that another Barrettism from the Barrett yeah, Dick? Bro, it's in the it's in the book of it's in the book. Barrett, of it's in the book of Barrett. The book yeah. Barrett Barrettisms. Barrett Chapter Isms. one, verse three. Yeah, you don't do that, friends, man. That's, the that's, friends don't let friends. Type of friend will do that to you, bro. Friends. And they probably you didn't bring me back any fish. No fish. Wow. And they caught fish. I know they caught fish. Yeah. My boy, my boy Taz. Yeah. Taz. He caught a tarpon, a forty-five pound tarpon. Oh my goodness! And that's a small still, tarpon. Still, but hold on. Not just sitting in the backyard in the backyard canal. What sitting in a backyard canal catches a forty-five pound tarpon? Forty-five, yes. yes. And that's he's a small sitting, tarpon. He's sitting, he's sitting, he's in his in the backyard, in the canal wow. in the backyard, Damn. just fishing. Up. I fished there two days straight and didn't get a nibble. He hmm. goes in and he catches a tarpon. Wow! Come on, Come on man. See, that's what friends don't do that to other friends, bro. See, Barrett, I would never do that to you. Thank you, thank you. But where are you going today? Because it's pretty and nice outside right now. I ain't going anywhere. I got grandkids here. I ain't going. No, I'm on the house oh, okay. arrest, dude. Hey, oh, okay. They just see they're sleeping right now. They're down there with their mom sleeping on the couch right now. All they're doing is charging. They're recharging. So when I come down there, that's all we doing. Yeah. Bro, back in the day, like I used to take my kids out and I get them dead tired. I mean, tired, tired, tired. They go in and 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 you know take a nap after that. But I learned after a while. It started building up their endurance, so it took oh, yeah. more and more to try to make them tired. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You know how you work a muscle to get stronger? Well, mm-hmm. they started getting stronger. They needed more and more to tire them out, bro. Right Dude, yeah. tolerance—they build tolerance, right? <laughs> you think you're in control? You're more tired after you deal with them than you right. were before. Right, right, man. Yeah. Oh, it's... heck no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. So all I'm doing is wait. I'm just waiting. They, they, I know it's going to happen. I got a 19-month-old <laughs> and an eight-month-old sitting down there. It's snoring. It's snoring right now, but it's coming. All right. <laughs> it's coming. Um, Jared McKinnon looks like he's going back to the Chiefs for what it's worth. That's a oh, that's them. huge for Kansas City. Good move that by them. He, he, he provides a lot uh, in terms of ability to catch the ball and run the ball. So he's going back there. Um, all right. So let's dig into to how we think the uh, the NFC East did. Let's start with Dallas. The NFC East. Dallas. A um, little bit of a surprise here. I know I'm curious, Barrett, what you think, because Derek and I were thinking they were going tight end on the set and Seth and Mark Farzetta, but they What's ended saying, up Dallas. Dallas. They yeah, because you look Mazzies. at you're right. And and I'm I'm thinking they're gonna go tight end also. They lost Schultz. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, every you know, quarterback's best friend is a tight end. And they end up going with um Mazzy Smith. D tackle, right? Which is th- that's an area too. I mean, Parsons, as great as he is, he doesn't have he didn't have a lot of help with a push from from the interior. This mm-hmm. this if if Mazzy Smith can play, it's going to help Parsons a ton. Now let me no tell you question. this: you're talking about a root hog. He's from Michigan. He's a root hog. He's a big fella. He can move the crowd. He he much on pass rush. I think he'll collapse a pocket though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, what I mean, to me that. With Nolan Smith being on the board, and I thought they had, I thought it was Nolan Smith first when they said Smith, because I just saw the tail end of Smith when I was watching, and I was on, um, when I was, you know, on the on the tube, I was like Smith. Oh man, they got Nolan Smith. They said, oh no, they didn't get Nolan Smith. So I was happy about that. But I just love the expressions and how how um, 
you know how the whole thing went down with Michael Parsons being on stage and and, and on, on his set. Oh uh, yeah, he was doing a up. podcast and, and basically just like I can't believe the Eagles got this guy. Like you know, yeah, he was going crazy. Yeah. So you know, I, I enjoyed that aspect of, but the number one pick, they get him. Um, I wasn't really that impressed. In fact, when you look at their grades, uh, you know the team's grades, they graded out a C plus in their draft, mm. a C plus. So I'm glad to hear that. I'm definitely glad to hear that. Yeah, they got Luke uh, Shoemaker. Shoemaker, yeah, Schoonmaker, yeah. Schoonmaker, yeah. Schoonmaker, he's good. Yeah, he's he a good tight end. Another Michigan, really guy. good, really good tight end. Yeah, uh, runs well. He's 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 not really an inline blocker, but he can. He's functional at it. Yeah, but he can run routes. Um, uh, definitely a threat in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Got him in the second round. Good. He was yeah. 58 overall. Yeah. Now, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at Dallas. Uh, I'm looking at NFL.com's graded all 32 teams drafts, and they gave the Cowboys a B plus for their overall drafts. They gave them a B for the first uh, first day, A minus for the second day, and A for the third day. Not bad. Yeah. So they they took in the third round uh, linebacker uh, Demarvian Overshawn shown yeah. uh, from Texas. They took an edge guy in the fourth round. Yeah. Viliami Fehoko. Uh, from so. San Jose, uh, San, San Jose State. Uh, fifth round, they took uh, as uh, Asim Richards from North Carolina, offensive tackle. They took a corner in the fifth round, also Eric Scott Jr. from New Mexico. Uh, and now I'll get to the sixth round in a second, but in the seventh round, they took Jalen Brooks uh, out of uh, South Carolina. Now, the sixth round, this was pretty cool, guys. Um, I agree. Yeah, Deuce Vaughn, who's a running back, Barrett knows him very well, had a really productive career at Kansas State. He's small. I mean, Darren Sproul straw, small. He's small. Um, But his dad is an area scout for the Cowboys. They let his dad make the phone call to his son saying, hey, you want to play for the Cowboys? Like, it was a really – No, I I like the way he said it, though. Yeah, yeah, tell tell, tell it. He turned around and said, hey, son. He said, what's up? He said, "Um, how would you like to come to work with your pops on Friday? Yeah. Yeah. How is that – I mean, how cool is that, bro? That's cool. How cool is that? And, and then the tears start flowing, man. I even got choked up a little bit. What a, can you imagine being in the NFL as a, as a coach and you get to be on the same team as your son coming yeah, in? That's, Dude, that yeah. is special, man. You that know? was big, man. And I like then I looked at the video. How'd you like to come play with your pops? That's yeah. Re- yeah, you're right. That's remarkable. That's I, remarkable. I look at the video of this kid. Oh, my goodness. He's got a second gear stuff. And I said, wait a minute. This got to be a misprint. Five, five. Five, five. <laughs> I had to look at it four times. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I know my eyes are watering, my allergies are bothering me, but I can't be seeing five, five. Yes, sir. Five, five, five a buck eighty. And he's every bit of a, of a weapon, too, bro. Yeah, every he's bit like of Boston Scott Smart, uh, 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 short. Boston may be a little thicker than he is. Though. Yeah, he's uh, not Boston quite did. as thick as Sproles was yeah, either. Yeah. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Well, Boston yeah. Scott put on some muscle since he's got in the NFL, but. Still, five, yeah. five. Yeah, uh, it's a smaller, wow. smaller man. He better be quick. Um, all right, so that's ball. Uh, that is uh, Dallas. Let's go. Uh, let's go Washington now. What the Commanders ended up doing with uh, Ron Rivera. So um, clearly, there was a pattern here um, with them. Which look, I get it. You know, on, on a lot of levels, it makes sense uh, the direction that they ended up going here. But so, so Washington. Comes out of the shoot here um, with Emmanuel Forbes, who's a corner out of Mississippi State, who is a very aggressive guy. He's a, he's a nose for the ball kind of guy. He's skinny, 
but he'll he'll get you picks. Um, and then they go uh, Jartavius Martin, who's a safety out of Illinois. He played safety with Sidney Brown. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, there he is. What's the matter? No, did you see that, Barrett? Was that just me? I didn't see it. Well, am I with you? You got me? Well, you're breaking up. It's yeah. you. Yeah, Derek, I think it's you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we lost Derek. Derek's got a little uh, technical issue. There he's back, I guess. You're back. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You got me now? So, yeah, we got uh, you yeah. Now, yeah. All right. Yeah, we got you. All right, so commanders go Emmanuel Forbes and then Jartavius Martin. They go corner, they go safety, first two picks. Um, I Look, Forbes to me is a – he's fun to watch, I'll tell you that. He is a fun guy to watch. But he's – he's, he's, he's a little worse than skinny. He's, 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 he almost looks fragile, man, but I'll tell you what, he can cover, man. He can definitely cover He's 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 yeah. oh, aggressive. Yeah. He can run with all these guys. Um, I, I like this grade. I like how he graded out. He just looks like you know he's like Snoop out there. You know you know how skinny Snoop is. He's like Snoop Dogg out there when he's playing. You know so you ever seen you ever seen Snoop in his um in a, in, in a football uniform? Yeah. What'd you say? That's is it me now? Yeah. Is it me messing up now? No. I got you. I got. Oh, I got okay. you. Okay, it's, it's there. It's, it's, it's not. A, it, yeah, it's there. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, just like Asante. Yeah. Asante may still be no. He's about the size of Asante, but this kid is taller. He's long. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He's long. I mean, look, it, he's talented. Very he talented. Is. I, I mean, very very talented. He will. He will get interceptions. You know, and he played another one who played in a in, in the conference. Yeah. You know, yep. uh, he had six picks. Uh, you know, in, in 2022, third most for any corner. He returned three of them for pick sixes. Yep. And he had six in his career that he took back to the house. Dude, he's so fluid in how he plays the game, man. He's just fluid, man. Seamless in how he attacks, um, uh, you know, the ball. I like how he's able to run with guys, you know. And, you know, he's not a physical guy, but he'll still stick his nose in there. He'll yeah. still stick his nose in there. Yeah. So uh, that's a good pick for him. I like it. I like it. Uh, then the Martin kid formed, you know, that, that defensive backfield with, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, Sidney Brown, uh, he's another one who can play. Yep. Um, then they go center with a kid out of Arkansas, Stromberg. Then they go guard, uh, out of a kid out of Utah, Braden Daniels. Mm-hmm. They go DN KJ Henry out of Clemson in the fifth round. I yep. like, I think they get an, uh, an interesting project there in the sixth round with Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky. I believe he was suspended for the beginning of last year, but he had a really good previous season in Kentucky. So just keep your you know eye on that name. Uh, Andre Jones, linebacker out of Louisiana in the seventh round. Well, when you talk about Rodriguez, it's yeah. interesting when you say that because he did play very, very well, very well when um when you know when when he you know for Kentucky when he was he was there with the, the quarterback. Yeah, with with Bit Levis. They they played well together, you know what I'm saying? Run that little read option. They, they that was really um that's when I really noticed both of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he is pretty good. Yeah, he's definitely one to keep your eye on. Um I actually I like the Giants draft. I know some people didn't, but I I really like their draft. Um I'm, I'm curious where you guys actually more people liked it than didn't. I shouldn't say that. Right, right, right. Um, um 
So let, let's start with this. Deion Banks, they go corner in the first round uh, with Deion Banks, who, you know, people had him graded even even higher than uh, than where he ended up going. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. T- yeah. Tell me what you like yes. about him, Barry. I like the way he played, but, I, you know, every time I think about somebody that comes from Maryland, I think about speed. And he didn't grade out for speed um, in, in the draft. Uh, he didn't run as fast as I thought he was going to run. He's right around a four, 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 five guy. Right. But talking about technique and being good, he he's definitely a first rounder. They were good to pick him up. He'll start day one. He's that yeah. good. Yeah. Corner out of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, second round at 57th overall, John Michael Schmitz, who's a center out of Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota had that giant offensive line this past year. Uh, yep. Yep. He was one, another one of those big guys. Uh, this is why I really like what they did in the third round at 73. They take Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. The, the uh, was bomb deep, I mean, yeah. he's going to give Jones something they need, right? Deep exactly. Deep. Exactly. Yeah. He can mm-hmm. run, man. He can definitely run. He can, he can catch the long ball. So that's exactly what they needed. Yep. Um, so, uh, after that, they get Eric Gray, who is a running back out of Oklahoma. They take him in the fifth round. Pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, sixth round they go Trey Hawkins, who's a corner out of Old Dominion. Uh, they take Jordan about Riley. Him. I don't know much about him either. I, I, Jordan yeah. Riley, D tackle out of Oregon in the seventh, and uh, Gervarius Owens, who's a safety out of Houston. But I feel like they did pretty well early in this thing. New York, yeah. they they know what they're doing. That's a that's you know a little troubling if you're an Eagles fan. <laughs> a lot troubling, yes. Yeah, yeah. Shane and their, and, their, and that crew know what they're doing. So I'd be, I well, think they did all right. Yeah. You you look at you look at how many years the Giants have gotten it wrong, um, in terms of front office coaches personnel decisions. You know they were bound to stumble over a slam dunk eventually, and unfortunately it's happening for, happening for them now. They got the right head coach, they got the right defensive coordinator, and they finally got the right guys making it pulling all the strings in the front office. And slowly but surely, you're going to see this Giants team get better than you want to see them get. Now, obviously, we're still not big Daniel Jones fans, but Brian Dayball and Wink Martindale are going to build that nucleus around him where a lot of the pressure is taken off him. And because of that, I, I can't get over the fact that that dude basically took the same team and won four games and made them a playoff team in one year. Minus the, minus like like minus guys like Shepard and all those yes, guys who didn't yep. play a quarterback that I mean a, a receiver that yep just stunk the place up man you know what I mean come on man how do you draft them and give them that much money and this guy never do anything in fact I, I think the Eagles the only team he uh, caught a touchdown on at the end of the year yeah yeah you're right. That was terrible, man. That was tough. That was tough to stomach. Mm. There's no doubt about that. But other than that, they did pretty well in the draft. I did. I, I think they did do pretty well in the draft. All right. Uh, so for you guys, just anybody, did anybody stand out in a positive Eagles aside, NFC East aside? Who did you guys like? Is there any teams that you said, "What the heck, man? What are What are they doing here? You're scratching your head at." I like the. I like what the Steelers did. Them going and you know because they offensive line it, it hasn't been good in a long time so they suck but they went out and got um Roderick Jones from Georgia so you know that mm. um then in round number two they got this defensive lineman this defensive tackle uh Kenu Benton he is a baller okay 
He's rough. He's tough to handle. He'll be that perfect nose, head-up nose and two-gap nose for that defense. And then on the tight end, they went and got the big tight end from, from Georgia. Oh, he is. Darnell Washington. Out. Yeah, yeah. Six foot, yeah. What, six foot yeah. seven, yeah. six foot uh-huh. eight. Um, come on, man. He's six foot, he's six foot seven, six foot six, 260, 270 pounds. Oof. Ran a 4'6'40. My God. Come on, bro. And can mm-hmm. he's gonna be a red zone threat, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you throw it up, he's a huge target in the seams. And just put him on the line and just block, man. Wherever he goes, just block. And he'll be good. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So then um they get they Joey got, Porter uh, too. Yep. I, I hate to got, say this. Oh, go ahead, B. Then they got Nick Herbig. Yeah, the linebacker. The linebacker. Nick Herbig. Herbig. Yeah. yeah. Really good player. So yeah, I think they did pretty good in the draft. I, I, I hate to say this, but I liked what Arizona did with their first three picks. Yeah, their draft is good. I'm not sure they have the yeah. right guy running them, but yeah. I know they got Paris Johnson, BJ Ojolari, and I love the cornerback out of Syracuse. They got Garrett Williams as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they Isn't picked he up a local kid, Garrett Williams. Yeah, I think he's a local kid, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's from um, I think he's from like Philly or something, or mm-hmm. or South Jersey. I think he's a South Jersey kid. Oh, wow. I forgot where he's from. No, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't either. If I if I think, because I remember I did um I did the the Syracuse, I did the Syracuse um um spring football game, and he was somebody that I I, I really liked. Okay, that's so. good to know. That's good to know. Um, yeah, I agree. With you. I think Arizona did pretty well for themselves. Steelers did well for themselves. Eagles, uh, you would Cincinnati, certainly know. right. Cincinnati did well. They got Miles Murphy, DJ Turner, and they picked up the Alabama safety Jordan Battle. Colts um, had a pretty good draft. Colts had a pretty good draft as well. Um, I'm no, he's from, he's from Carolina. I'm sorry. He's from Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. I mm. thought Detroit, I don't know, it was weird. Like the Gibbs thing surprised, surprised me at 12. Yeah, yeah. But I really like Campbell. Yep. I like Laporta, and I like Branch, Branch. and I like Hooker. Yep. I, I like really, I, and I like Gibbs too. I was just a little surprised. Like I think people were killing Detroit. I I don't dislike the, what Detroit did, personally. Well, I, if they identified him as their primary weapon, when you think about the they haven't they brought in David Montgomery, um, paid him money too, like eighteen million, for yeah, three years or four years or something like that, yeah. And, and you draft this kid, um, maybe they felt that he could be the better version of DeAndre Swift. You know, what they had hoped Swift would be. Maybe, maybe this maybe that's what they're thinking is. And they jumped. Maybe they jumped too soon because I didn't see any mock drafts that had this kid going higher than the low teens or their 20s, to be honest with you. Who? Uh, uh, the running back Detroit guy. Oh, Gibbs. Yeah, Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the most I saw, he was in the, like the, the high – the highest I think I saw him was the high 20s. Right. If I was not mistaken, and they jumped yeah. up and grabbed him at twelve, well, the fact that they moved on from Swift tells you why they did it. But I thought they could have got better value for their money at twelve with the first pick, and still could have got this kid further down the line if they want, if they so desired. Um, you're right, Rob. I right, I like the names that they got. I just didn't like the order in which they went about getting them. Well, I, I like everything they did, you know, in this draft because they got. I mean, Jameer Gibbs. He's 
the second best running back in the draft. You know, there was no question about that. And we're talking about guys more balanced. I mean, great pass catcher, can play in the slot. Really, really good matchup nightmare against linebackers and, and um, safeties because he's either too fast for uh, linebackers and too big for safeties. Yeah. Then they went out and got Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell is a monster in the middle. Mm, yeah, I love yeah, that. Too, like six foot five, two forty, run downhill. The tight end is good. They got the set. Well, we got the third, fourth best tight end in the draft is Sam Laporta. You know, you know Iowa always has those great. Yeah, tight they crank ends. tight ends out. Yeah, you know. Then they got the best safety in the draft in Brian Branch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then they turn around and get arguably the uh, the the fifth or sixth best quarterback in the draft. And then Hendon Hooker. Um, I mean, so I, I think they did pretty well, yeah. you know, considering. I like it, man. I like yep. it. All right, here, here's – you talk about head scratchers. You know New England drafted a punter and a kicker. They used two draft picks. Why? On a punter and a kicker. Like, Why? What is the hoodie doing, man? Trying to get out of there. I don't know, man. I think he's lost his mind. I, 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 you know. Medication ain't kicking in like it used to. I don't. I, I don't. Oh, know. in the fourth round at that. Yes, yeah, man. Yes, they took Chad Ryland, the kicker, fourth, and they took the punter later, the, the kid out it's of uh, Barringer, Bryce Barringer. Yeah, from Michigan State. I cannot believe Chad Ryland. Yep, from Maryland. Yep, in the fourth round. Strange. Yes. Very strange. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not uh I don't know, man. He he better really hope that O'Brien gets uh gets Mac Jones going in the right direction. Right. Because right. he's starting to look bad there. Yeah, Patriots had 12 picks and yeah. they used two of them on, on, on a kicker and a punter. Right. Well, everybody has them graded out as an A though. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, that's because of the first three picks they got, which were all on defense. You right. know, Christian Gonzalez in their system is going to be a pro bowler. Yeah. Yeah. No Keon White yep. is a really good defensive end out of Georgia Tech. And yep. the kid they picked up from Sacramento State, this Marte Mapu, Mapu is supposed to be a good linebacker. He's supposed no, to be a rock commodity. Yeah. I suppose he is a damn good linebacker. I mean, while I was watching, I'll try to, it was hard for me to find tape on him, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had to, I had to actually call the university to get tape on him. He's from mm. Sacramento State. Mm. So I had to call to get you know the tape sent to me, and it was worth the wait, man. It was worth the wait. This kid is fast, strong, mm. um, complete linebacker, man. I mean, if he didn't went to like Alabama or somewhere like that, he's a converted right. safety. If he went to Alabama right. or something, he'd be a, he'd been a top you know first day pick, yeah, in the first round. Uh, mm. Who was the other one I went to? Be- oh, Gunner, your impressions of the Packers. So Why they go, that, Why they go edge Lucas Van Ness. They go uh, Luke Musgrave, the tight end out of Oregon State. They go Jaden Reed, the receiver. Tucker Kraft, the tight end. D-tackle Colby Wooden. Sean Clifford, the Penn Stater, who was at Penn State. He played, I think, with Todd Blackledge. He was backing him up in 1982. He just <laughs> uh, Among others. So what did you think about your boys? <laughs> Do Is I this- really have to answer this question? Yes. The first time on the show? Is that what's going on here? Well, well, what's that? I said, are you speechless for the first time? Well, on- no. you know, they gave, they, it Uh-oh. could very well be the case. Uh, NFL.com gave Green Bay an A-. 
you guys know I'm not a Lucas Van Ness fan, not a Luke fan of his. I do like the fact that they spent their next three picks on pass catchers, two big tight ends with good hands, and the wide right. receiver out of Michigan State, Jaden Reed. I like that kid, Jaden Reed. Yes. And then they went back later in the draft and got another wide receiver with some speed. But here's the thing. This is this is this is what gets me. They do all this in the draft. They give Aaron Rodgers nothing. Then all of a sudden, they go out and get all these big tight ends, all these pass catchers uh, for Jordan Love. So basically, as Aaron Rodgers was sticking it to you, you now you were sticking it back to him, basically? Is that what you did? Yeah, so, that's, that's so what they did. You're trying to make the transition for Jordan Love that much easier? Vanessa, a lot of people were high on Vanessa, but a lot of people didn't see him going number 13 overall. I'm sitting there waiting, okay, who is Green Bay going to take? What are they going to take? They're going to get a receiver. They, Van S, the one player I kept saying I don't really like, that's who they get. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, you it'll know be what? perfect in their system, dude. It'll be perfect in their system. What to do? You know, who it reminds me of if you look up the numbers, you know why they had a dude named Aaron Campman. Yeah, Rob, I'm glad you're enjoying this. I remember Aaron Campman. In fact, I um, I was in Green Bay when they drafted Aaron Campman. <laughs> that's who he reminds oh, me of. Aaron in- Campman. That's who he reminds me of. Aaron Campman was, I'm not gonna say he was good, he, he was, was decent, okay. yeah, he, he was, was sporadic. Okay. Sporadic, yeah, right. Rob. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, Barrett, he was sporadic. Did he, That's what um, I see as Van Ness. Well, Aaron Campbell. I forgot. It's a blast from the past. Aaron Campbell. I was in. I was actually in Green Bay when they drafted him. You know what I'm saying? It was him, and they had another guy from, like, Florida State they drafted. Uh, another DN. Yep, yep. Uh, short, short guy, too. Never never panned out. Uh, what the heck? He was the first-round pick of theirs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of his, oh my goodness. Now I can't think of his dang name. See, I see, I, I know why, I know why Rob did this. See, I, I understand. I get, I get Rob. I get it because see, I have been raining on his parade all day. So he felt, you know what? Little Sixers revenge. Gonna, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait and sit and I'm a bait D gun. Mm-hmm. I'm a suck him right in. And <laughs> yeah. you know, he's in a happy mood because today is May 1st, the greatest month of the year. I think that's the fourth time I've said this on that's the show. Right. Thank you very much. Right. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna open a trap door on him, and um, yeah, you got me. Okay, all right, all right. You know, all right. I was the payback was hey. worth it. You got me. It was. Um, hold on, yeah. this is what it was. I'm not I'm not overly excited about that first. Pick. It was Aaron Campman. He was a the fifth first rounder. pick. No, he was no. He was a fifth rounder. Aaron Campman's a fifth rounder from Iowa. So you 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 got they love Iowa guys. Yeah, man. but this this gets a lot higher than a fifth rounder. Right. You better work out. And you then know, they had a receiver, Javon Javon Walker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They had a they had a safety. Yes. Um, that's it, Javon Walker. Anderson. Yeah, Javon Walker was a um, receiver. He, he he did all right. They had Najee guess, Davenport was a running back. Right, I remember that. Uh, Craig Nell was a, Najee a, Davenport was pretty Craig good. Nall. Yeah, it was Craig Nall. Craig Nall was a Craig Nall. Yep. Yep. And then a guard, Mike Mike. Uh, Houghton or Houghton or Houghton, something like and that. Guess so and guess what? Guess what? All those exactly. names except all of those names except Davenport never. Yeah. Right. You're Go absolutely ahead. right. And just pour more salt in the wound. Just keep pouring right. salt in the wound. Right Let, let's take a timeout. Gunner, oh, yeah, hold, on, hold on. The guy we're talking, I was talking about the, the deal that never did anything was Jamal Reynolds. He got drafted the year before in the first round. Never even saw That's the field. Yeah. Absolutely yes. sucked. Jamal Reynolds. Yeah. Good call, Barrett. All right. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Barrett. We'll Thank you. Yes. Let's try and gutter. We'll try and get you straightened out technically. You're kind of zipping in and out, but Again? we'll try and get you straightened out. 
yeah, we'll do it. We'll get it fixed. Uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, we'll do a little fills. We'll do some birthdays. We'll do some movies, and uh, always, always swing it back to the uh, to the Eagles. That's for sure. Don't go anywhere. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Razor technology. Yes, Razor technology and protecting data is security imperative for businesses of all sizes. Choose a partner like Razor Technology with expertise in the latest threats and proactive tools to lock down every endpoint with a zero trust approach that makes certain only authorized users can gain access to your system. Razor delivers enterprise-wide insight into every component of a security plan across identity, devices, information, apps, and infrastructure with threat-prioritized recommendations. They design, deploy, manage, and monitor security solutions that enable modern business to safely communicate, collaborate, and thrive in the modern marketplace, whether they're working in person or remotely, on internal infrastructure or in the cloud, and in every possible hybrid arrangement. Choose Razor Technology to protect your digital assets, establish an organization-wide security posture, enforce safe practices for identity and access management, and secure hybrid and remote workforces. Call Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online.
We're back. Yeah, we are. Final segment of the program. And great hanging out with you. We do appreciate it. Smash the like button if possible. All right, guys. Uh, Phillies. They lost yesterday, but um, after an 0-4 start, they are now 15-14 and on the season as we wrapped up the uh, the month of April yesterday. 7-2 and in their last nine games, and they've won four straight series. And they're not just doing it against, you know, also Rands. They went back to Houston and took two out of three against a team that knocked them out uh, of the World Series. Um, a lot of things to be encouraged by. I would say the biggest developments of the weekend, Aaron Nola on Friday, eight innings, one run. And then Saturday, Zach Wheeler, six innings, no runs allowed. Your, your two big boys, you know, who you need to start pitching like big boys did, and then some. And the bats came through. Their power starting to get there. Um, there's a lot to like right now. There really is. There's a, they, you know, they get the Dodgers. It's not going to be easy. Next three. But still, they're playing good baseball right now. That's the first thing I noticed was the two aces finally pitched back-to-back games. It has been inconsistent. It's either one or the other, but not both together. And finally, against a very good Houston team, they got back-to-back stellar pitching outings. They didn't need a lot of runs. They didn't need a lot of hits in that game because the arms were on point. Yeah. Yeah. And the bullpen really is looking like arguably the best bullpen in baseball, or at least close to it. Um, you know, you have guys like Alvarado who are untouchable right now. Soto's really finding his groove. Others are starting to find their groove. Uh, there's, there's a lot that, that's looking up right now um, from a Phillies perspective. And the other, so there's a couple other, we'll get to Harper in a minute, but it looks like Ranger Suarez is pretty close. Uh, to returning, he, he's you know doing some rehab stints down there, and, and they're stretching him out a little bit. Um, but yeah, at fifteen and fourteen, when you consider how poor the start was for these guys, uh, to be where they are right now is is a real good sign. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, if you're just tuning in, Bryce Harp Bryce Harper's going to be reexamined by the doctor who performed the surgery, his his Tommy John surgery today. It might be happening happening actually right now. Um, and if the doctor signs off. He's going to be able to DH starting tomorrow, potentially. Um, so that's, you know, I don't have to tell you how impressive that is and how how much it's just going to give the team a lift, too, because they thought this was going to be a lot longer of a process. I cannot believe we're talking about this, man. I can't believe we're talking about this. Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> and I Really, I can't either. I mean, come on, man. Are you kidding me? And And – I can't wait to see the just the dramatic effect that it has not just on, you know, on the bats, but just overall, you know, you know, Trey coming, you know, Trey now playing with his guy on the field at the same time. This 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 is big, man. This is big. It is. It is really big. Um, you know, and what you're looking at here with the upcoming schedule is the Dodgers uh next. And if you know, you look at what they've been doing thus far. Uh, LA team with high expectations, obviously they're 16 and 13. They haven't been great. They've been good. Um, they haven't been great, but so the Phillies get the Dodgers for uh, starting tonight in LA, um, you know, and, and look, there, there's a, there's a lot of encouragement here, but the Dodgers series, so it'll be um, Taiwan Walker, then Strom, then Nola, then they come back home. They get a day off Thursday for Boston. And then it's Wheeler, mm-hmm. Falter, Walker. So, you know, and then it's Toronto. So they've they've pretty challenging schedule in front of them. Yeah, this this is a really good stretch for them in terms of metal testing metal. Um, you know, you talk about playing the Dodgers in Boston, even in a bad year. 
their tradition. They, they're always a problem, even when they're mediocre. And right now, both are okay. They're not great like they've been accustomed. But, man, Boston can hit. Boston's nope. just smacking the ball left and right right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Dodgers have been hot and cold. Do- you know, Dodgers lost a lot of key pieces, including Trey Turner, this past offseason that they really haven't replaced. But then again, the Dodgers organization, along with teams like Atlanta, they always find some kid in their minor league system to step up eventually. Somebody we're not hearing about right now, somebody who's going to get hot, whether it's a pitcher or a hitter, starting in June. You just watch. It's going to be a name we're going to keep hearing constantly across across the baseball airwaves for the rest of the season, late May, early June. Well, that's um, going to happen with Atlanta also. Yes. I agree. Yes. yes. I so agree. This, this is a good test for them to have Dodgers – Dodgers in Boston back to back like this, man. Well, I, I yeah, go ahead, Derek. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was just gonna add. No, I'm him. still depressed after you, you stuck, you backdoored me the last segment with the Packers draft. Hey, don't think I forgot about that. We'll so get I'm, back to the draft in a second. Uh, but no, the, uh, the interesting thing about the Phillies is they're doing this with Trey Turner giving them nothing. Trey Turner's hitting 260 with a 300 on base percentage and struck out 32 times. You know, he's only second to Schwarber here in terms of strikeouts. Like he's giving them next to nothing. Now, he's way too good in my opinion for this to keep up, but you know, there's no two ways about it. Now, other guys have really picked it up. Castellanos, yes, 313, damn, 369 on base, yeah. 509 yeah. slug, 878 OPS. Uh he's got four home runs, 17 runs driven and 10 doubles. Uh, and he made perhaps the catch of the year. I don't know if anybody saw it on Friday night. He climbs the wall in Houston. He didn't think he had back. it. Uh, he, he, and then he sat there for a little dramatic pause. Right. And then showed the ball. It was an incredible play. It really was. It was fact, unbelievable. They were announcing the game. I, I heard about it. I heard it because I was watching, I was listening on radio. <laughs> and the announcers didn't even know that he had caught it because he sat there for a second. Yeah. So it, it, I had I, I even had to run in the house and go back to look at it. That's, that's it was awesome. Man. Yeah, Scott Fransky's call on, on on radio on WIP was 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 phenomenal. But it was yeah, cool. It was. it was really cool. Wait, so did I just hear you giving Castiano praises? I have. Did I hear this? I give. Wait, look, I'm fair. I'm no. I'm Monday? fair. You will, are fair. You are fair. Yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him props. Now, other guys are, have been look. Stott's been really good for them. Uh, Marsh has been great so far for them um they're you know and they're getting contributions from other guys like cody clemens all of a sudden it, you know he had two home runs in the houston series which is really cool for him last right. night and, and on right. uh saturday too he's from the houston area so that was pretty cool but i mean you know out of nowhere he's given you three home runs in the last four days four four games pache before he went down with the knee injury had had started to hit for them and it's a shame he had he tore his meniscus so he's out you know, three months, four months. We don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, but they're getting help elsewhere, even though maybe, you know, somebody like Turner is not pulling his weight, at least right now. So, all well, good. Where, where does it from? What? Uh, you know, Turner playing like that, man. I mean, is it something that every time some, we get a major star come, they always piss in their pants when they get here first. Now, now baseball is so, pissing their pants. Oh my goodness! Baseball is such a game of ebbs and flows, dude. It wasn't that long ago we were talking about Trey Turner hovering around 400 hitting. Now he's in one of these mini, hopefully mini slump, and I emphasize mini slump. It happens in baseball. Trey Turner's too good of a player, uh, too good of a hitter, uh, to stay down like this. 
I'm, I'm, I, I just believe it's going to turn around for him. When you look at his career numbers, especially over the last couple of years, he's just too good of a technician at the plate to stay in a slump like this. But it happens. That's baseball. Yeah, it's the it's the ebbs and the flows, and right now yeah. he's he's down. And the good thing, I'd rather have him down now than later in the season. I he, there's too much talent there for him. I think what yep. you're seeing right yep. now is there's a lot of guessing at the plate, a lot of reaching at the plate. He's not letting the ball get deep on him. He's a confident guy, but in that sense, he's he, you know, there isn't. I, yeah, I just think he's just out of sorts right now. I I, I think he'll be fine. I I truly do. I'm not. I'm really not worried about it. You know, and 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 we've seen all the guys on the Phillies. Who, who played in the winter classic, the, the baseball classic have some problems to start. So. You know, Turner, Turner's Turner's situation right now is a little puzzling, puzzling only because he has the protection of Stott in front of him. You know, it's not like he's, he's the first man out looking at his pitchers and, and trying to figure him out. So Stott is like his setup, man. Stott has been a, a good cushion for him. And that's why I thought his numbers would be a little bit more consistent, but they've tailed off. But so what? I mean, it's still, we're still a month into the season. You yeah. know, there's a lot of baseball to be played. And yeah. I expect Turner to warm up big time by June. He said, uh, I have high expectations for myself. I just haven't been good. It's as simple as that. He's not making any excuses. So that's that's uh, Trey Turner. So um, that's Phillies. Let's hit some birthdays, some movies, and back to some the Eagles. I'm going to hit you with some other names, too, of guys who went to certain spots. Uh, who might be interesting? Are they, right, are, they, uh, are they Packer players? Because I'm not talking if they're Packer. No, we're, we were the por- the Packer <laughs> okay. portion of the program is over. Yes, you'll be happy okay. to know. All right, let us uh, move forward, please. Tim McGraw is 56 years old. The uh, the son of Tug, the country singer and actor. Tug, Tug and Tim. Tug and Tim. He's 56 today. Uh, Jamie Dornan, the actor, is 41 years old. He was in Fifty Shades of Grey, whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? Yep. Grey. I'm sure you watched uh, all of them. I, <laughs> strictly for <laughs> research purposes. <laughs> uh, Glenn Ford, the actor, was born on this day, 1916. Wes Anderson, the director, is 54 years old. Julie Benz, the actress, is 51 today. Wes Welker, the former NFL player, a longtime NFL player, 42 today. Rita Coolidge, the singer, 78 yep. today. Dan Florick, who was in uh, Law & Order SVU. Uh, he was yep. also in Homicide, Life on the Street. Uh, good actor, 73. Yep. Darius McCrary, uh, who was in... Um, Family Matters. Family Matters, Family Matters yes. Yeah. With Reginald Bell Johnson as the dad. Mm-hmm. He is 47 today. Kate Smith, the uh, the singer who, for years, the Flyers used as the national anthem, was born on this day, 1907. Ray Parker Jr., who are you going to call, is 69. Yep. Yep. Today, uh, Curtis Martin, the Hall of Fame running back, is 50 years old. Today. I covered him in college. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. came out the same year. Oh, you Wait, guys are the same year, yeah. Yep. You came out what, 95? Yep, yep. Me came out the same year. Yeah, fact, I covered, uh, I covered him when he was at Pitt. We were real good friends, man. Really good friends. Great player. Yeah, you, you talk about a dude with a story. You ever hear a story about how some guy pulled put a gun at his head to rob him and pull the trigger several times and the gun misfired? Oh mm-hmm. my God! No. Yeah, you never. Oh, you if you get a chance, just just pull it up. Uh, Curtis Martin talking about what he he stared down. Dude pulled a trigger not once, not twice, but several times, and the gun misfired. He always talk about how he's not supposed to be here, and he's a Hall of Fame running back now. Wow, that's it's a crazy that's story. A, that's awesome. Hmm. Uh, Miles Sanders, former Eagles, twenty six today. Yep. Speaking of former Eagles, 
some would argue the greatest former Eagle, uh, Chuck Bednarik, the uh, 60 yeah. Minute Man, was born on this day, 1925. Oh, man. Yes, Chuck Bednarik, right over my, uh, right over number 60. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was born on this day, 1925. Uh, he was part of the 49 Championship, the 60 Championship. Wow. And uh, yeah, he would have been 98 today, Chuck Bednarik, Concrete mm. Charlie. Uh, that's all I have. Birthdays. What do you guys have? Man, um, I am long. Amir Johnson. Remember former Raptors played with the Celtics too. Oh yeah, Amir Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amir yeah. Johnson. Um, remember Billy Owens? Of course. Yeah, Carlisle, PA. Yep, Carlisle, PA. Played with the Kings and Warriors. Yep. Um, Kobe Bryant's daughter, Gianna yeah. Bryant. Yep. GG. You know, she would have been seventeen today, man. Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. The judge, Marilyn uh, Milan, mm-hmm. she's sixty-two today. Remember, judge, she's mm-hmm. the she on the show. The judge, I mean, the judges, and then uh, that's it. That's all, all right. I got. All right, Derek. Mm. Oh my goodness, I got uh, Joanna Joanna Lumley, seventy-seven. She was in the Avengers series back in 1961, 69. It was a great series that was on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Murray from Impractical Jokers is forty-seven. Uh, James Badge Dale, who was an Iron Man 3, The Departed, Lord of the Flies, 45. Uh, Una Stubbs, uh, who was in the movie Till Death Do Us Part, a great older movie, uh, was born on this day in 1937. Elizabeth Green is 20 today. Caitlin Stassi uh, and I. Frankenstein, she is 33 today. Scott Carpenter, who is the second American to orbit the Earth was born oh, on wow. this day in 1925. Jack Parr, the first talk show host of The Tonight Show, was born on this day in 1918. Uh, you have uh, Drew Sidora from that TV show, That's So Raven. That was a popular show at one point. A lot of people mm-hmm, liked mm-hmm, that show. Mm-hmm. 38. Charlie uh, Schlatter from uh, The Delinquents and Diagnostics Murder, 57. Mm-hmm. Joseph Heller, uh, who wrote the novel Catch-22, very famous novel was born on this day in 1923. Bailey Chase from this movie Longmire, 51. Art Fleming, who hosted the original Jeopardy, the first hosted Jeopardy, oh, was wow. born in 1924. Uh, but wait, there's more. There's more. Uh, let's see. Let me see. I don't want to mess this up. He was a great actor. John Milan. He was in uh, all the Crocodile Dundee movies. Uh, he was oh. Walter Riley. And Crocodile Dundee. He died, he died young, that guy. Yeah, he did. Um, the, uh, Violante Palacido was in both of the Ghost Rider movies uh, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Calamity Jane. Who Remember Calamity Jane? Good friend yeah. to Wild Bill Hickok. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody, yeah. yeah everybody would, would talk about how she always wore men, men's attire. Right. She was born on this day in 1852. Louis Nye was in the uh, uh, host of the Steve Allen show back in the day. Uh, Wilhelmina Cooper, who formed the uh, the Wilhelmina Model Ag- Modeling Agency, mm. uh, was born on this day in 1939. Max Robinson, who was the first black national uh, broadcaster for a network. Remember Max Robinson? Yeah, he passed He's away young, young, too. Passed away young. Clint Malarchuk, the goalie, is 62. Mm. Bradley Roby is 31. Alex Van Pelt is – I can't believe he's 53. I covered him in college. Yeah, former pick quarterback, yep. Uh, remember this name in history, Rob? Ollie Matson. Yeah, great, great NFL back. player. Yep. Yeah. He yep. was born on this day in 930. Uh, Eddie Johnson. Eddie Johnson played in the NBA 17 years. Shoot. Has the second most points ever scored 
by a player who never played in an all-star game. Wow. (laughs) 17 years, never played in an all-star game. Good stat. That's a good stat, right? You like that? That's really good. I'm out of breath. I'm done. All right. That was good. All right. I gave you some movies so you can catch your breath. Uh, he, He got game. 1998, oh, Jesus yeah. Shuttlesworth. Uh, the uh, Great Gatsby, 2013. Yep. Avengers Age of Ultron, 2015. X-Men Origins Wolverine, 2009. Mm-hmm. Les Miserables, 1998. Les Miserables. Did you ever watch that movie? Uh, no, Les Miserables. No, I didn't either. No. I mean, a lot of people, people like that movie. I'm like, uh, I can't watch this. Nah. I mean, it, it did well. It, not, not my cup of tea you know no i can't i can't no yeah it's not happening uh and any other movies uh what happens in vegas came out in 2008 it's the only other okay. one i had all right um all right back to the draft real quick i, I the, the rams took uh stetson bennett uh kid out of georgia i'm gonna be curious to see if he can he can do anything in the nfl i don't know yeah he, he won a lot he's small mm. you know I think it's a good spot to learn. He might be pressing the service because I don't know that, that Stafford can hold up. Yep. Oh, they don't have a backup. Who's their backup? They don't have a backup other than Stetson Bennett. Uh, who who is the backup on their roster? There's got to be somebody else. Yeah, I'm mean, sure there's somebody else on the roster. But um, all right, Rams depth chart, quarterback. All right, here's what we have. Right now, Stetson Bennett is listed as number two. I would. Uh, there's a. There's got to be a vet coming. In there. There's no way. Well, there's yeah. a whole bunch of well, geriatric vets sitting out there waiting for a job. Exactly. But the only thing is, they might not have the money to pay. Man, they don't have any money, bro. Yeah, they they're trading away and everything else. Yeah. Dude, any vet quarterback who's sitting out there right now will be happy to take league minimum. Yeah, oh, it's for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, was, I, I was thinking about this during the draft. Yeah. Carson Wentz is so, still sitting yeah, I, out there. Oh! He's going to sit out there. He's going to stay out there. Yeah. You know, and I'm we not saying do, that we, for – should. Yeah. Take a poll. We should take a poll. When and if do you think Carson Wentz might land with the team? Mm, I, think he, I think he gets on just before camp. You think I think if somebody has an injury, that's, yeah. that's his only shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be tough. Because, I, I mean, we've seen, everybody's seen. Now, it used to be us in our fishbowl, in our um, in our um, little, you know, yeah, neck of the woods, world. Yeah. our world, that we're, everybody just thinks we're just hating on them. We're hating on them. He's, he's better than that. But, no, it's everybody else is uh, – has seen what we've seen. Yep. They 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 now have to acknowledge. Yeah. How uh how bad he is. Yeah, he's been exposed. You yep. know for sure. Yeah, I think I, I think it's a that's a good way to put it. Um, we'll see. All right, we'll look a lot more to dive into here. So tomorrow we'll continue to go through the Eagles draft. Look at the roster. Recap the Sixers Celtics game one. Phillies in L.A. Update on Turner. We'll get all that kind of stuff tomorrow. So we'll get a lot to do. Uh, tomorrow as well. All right. want to thank everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Tone to Shields. Job, Tone. As always, man, appreciate your help uh, producing the program. Big and tone. Don't, yeah, big Tone. Getting it done. Uh, don't go anywhere <laughs> because we have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming your way. 
uh, over the course of the next three hours. And the three of us will be back tomorrow at the same time, uh, rocking and rolling. So we appreciate you hanging out with us. We are Sports Take for Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you guys tomorrow, 12 to 3 Eastern, right here on Jacob Sports' YouTube channel. We are Sports Take. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.